0: It's gone guys welcome to another episode of Whiskey Talk with 3 dudes. Happy Friday. What's up? Happy on, Friday. Right. Guys. How are you guys doing? So today we are having
1: redemption rye whiskey. So we had the bourbon before if you guys remember. Uh but today we're having the rye and I must say I am enjoying this rye. It is yeah. very good. It
0: That's is very pretty good.
1: good. Very flavorful. and You know if Eddie likes it then it's a good
0: ride
2: yeah, yeah, I don't know. We were talking about this before. I, I think Eddie just got a bad start on Rise because he tried Templeton and he didn't really care for it.
0: No, Which even,
2: to it, me. I mean, the the Templeton to me is more like has more of the the the, the right black licorice notes. Oh.
0: That's probably why. With a lot
2: less of the spice. That's probably why, because I don't really like black licorice. I don't really care for it either. You racist. Wow. But oh, in, sorry. <laughs> but in, I mean, black in terms of really like. Disgusting. Uh, as a, yeah. <laughs> I mean it, I, it can be Yeah, I right. guess
3: I like it Okay, the first time I was ever introduced to black licorice I was DJing at a party And a girl came up to me And it was she was the birthday girl And she gave me black licorice as if it was this delicious thing And I already don't like licorice And I remember uh-huh. trying that for the first time I had to spit it out It was absolutely atrocious Like, <laughs> yeah. damn And so when I think about Black licorice I'm like A gag You're like <laughs> No thanks Cut it
2: No yeah. Not good
1: No black licorice
2: Yeah so maybe that's why Because the past uh, What Two Three Rides that you've had You've oh, had no, yeah. issue, no yeah. issues With them Well
0: it so. started With the Del well, well that's no, not That's not a rye bro That's not a rye yeah, that one was good though Delbach wow. is delicious. It definitely yeah. is. There's no, no
2: arguing de- that, but it's de- definitely de- not a rye. No,
1: I
0: forgot which one was that I started. So let C see on
2: that list. I think the, um, I don't know. I think you liked the the house more than you did the, oh, the Templeton. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so that's right. one of the first so ones right. I had as well. Was mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the written house, um, and then you liked the old fashions with the written house. I think we still have to make uh, old fashions with uh, Pikesville. I think that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, because Bikesville
0: went through Delicious. pretty fast, too. Yeah. So, let's
1: see. <laughs> no, thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You couldn't have stopped drinking that that night. Yeah, so, 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 Redemption Rye is uh, 92 proof, uh, which means about 46% alcohol. Uh, this is batch number 256. It's a pre-prohibition rye revival. It's a mash of 95% premium rye. So, the majority of this is rye, which I'm not surprised. But um, what, what percentage does it say? 95. That's wow. pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty damn high. Uh, on the nose, uh, from the notes from, um, let's see, I'm looking at Master of Malt. Uh says, on the nose, very big and spicy. Uh, toasted mm. oak, uh, vegetal notes, whatever that means. Allspice and anise. On the palate, more dark, dark spices, star anise. Uh, what the heck is anise? treacle? Huh? T-R-E-A-C-L-E. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Treacle. Treacle. Treacle, treacle and a hint of espresso um spicy pretty much
0: mm.
1: big spiciness which uh jose here um had said it's pretty spicy mm-hmm. he's it a big is. fan of bourbons yeah. um and he said spicy that's what he knows which by the way that's our guest today jose thank you for joining us today yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me guys, guys. Yeah. thank you Um, but, uh, as far as your, your take on this, I mean, I know you said you, you tried rice before. What was your take on this aside from like the spiciness? You know, like I've never,
3: I really like whiskey. I just know I like bourbon Mm -hmm. and I stayed away from rye because every time, every time I've tried it, it did, there was something about it I didn't like. And it wasn't until today drinking with you guys, uh, having the tasting before this, realizing oh okay it's the spice uh-huh, it's the spice uh-huh. in it that's a little bit too much i feel it at the back of my throat it makes yeah. me want to cough
2: and this is this yeah. one's pretty big in terms of i mean for for the mash bill of being over 90% of rye
3: yeah
2: i mean there's definitely going to be a lot of the the, the 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 you know the stereotypical i guess if you want to call it or characteristic characteristic uh spiciness yeah, of rye yeah this one
0: yeah
2: yeah definitely uh some of the other ones are more a little bit more toned down but in terms of rye this one's uh I mean it's pretty bold in terms of spiciness i think mm-hmm.
3: i'm taking notes honestly yeah like i'm learn. i'm like okay i don't really know what the proof means but
2: so the proof yeah. is a percentage of alcohol times two so yeah. basically like uh like you have that bottle of henry mckenna in front of you that's 100 proof that's basically that's 50 percent alcohol
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: so they basically just times it by two yeah so wow and then to further uh that um, you'll see on there that it says it's it's bottled and bond the Henry McKenna. Uh, typically, that that means that it's more. It's actually subject to um, government inspections in the facility, in terms of keys and and, and other uh, inspection details. Mm-hmm. That dates back to the times where uh, uh, during the prohibition, where yeah. um, you could be prescribed. Uh, you know whiskey no as, way. as medication Yeah, as medication, really? was a medication. Yeah. for pain and yeah, stuff yeah as a medicine That was a medicinal for medicinal use uh, whiskey or, and, or any alcohol really and now
1: we have medicinal use marijuana
2: yeah and for Denver has medicinal use. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Philofibin. So yeah. yeah. Which, I, I mean, it, and and the thing is, is like that's actually been proven to be a thing, at least anecdotally for some people. Yeah. I remember watching a documentary of a guy that used to get really, blood, really bad cluster headaches, um, or which is basically like, you know, migraine headaches times like 10. Like he, he was literally like really suffering from it, and he would microdose mushrooms, and he said that really helped him. Hmm. I mean, I mean, we're talking about doses small enough to where it's like he yeah. wasn't hallucinating. Microdosing
3: right? yeah, so is like clear. beating but
2: addictions too. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: You know, psilocybin and mushrooms. Um, when I heard about them putting it on the ballot in the first place, it's like the way that I and I think my worldview about uh, psychedelics. It's going to open up so many avenues in the collective consciousness of the world.
2: Well, they've talked mm-hmm. to uh, they've talked to people with post traumatic stress disorder about um, using uh, MDMA or uh, ecstasy mm-hmm. um, as uh, treatment for, for post traumatic stress for disorder. PTSD. Yeah,
3: so they, they've had some thing.
1: pretty successful cases. Yeah. from what I've from what I've read
3: before. Yeah. There, there's, oh, a nice, lot, nice. there's a lot of uses because, right. you know, I, I have some experience with uh, psychedelics and it, it really opens up your mind and it allows you to see some things that, you know, for us normal individuals, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who doesn't have PTSD, what it, it opens up uh, thought avenues that, that allow you to heal some past conditioning. And healing that past conditioning will put you in a place now and you know, you start to see where past conditioning is manifesting itself in your day to day life. Yeah. So for psilocybin to get you know, to become legal in Denver, that's huge because just like marijuana it's gonna hopefully happen across the States. Yeah. yeah. Right. And heal so many people more than just depression, more than just PTSD, mm-hmm. it's gonna change the way the world lives. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, I think unfortunately the 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 biggest thing the biggest limiting factor is the uh the the scheduling uh, on the federal level uh, in terms of – because that really limits, uh, you know, research and and, uh, medical treatment and that sort of thing.
3: I think it's it's absurd
1: that marijuana is Schedule 1. Like, well, Why?
3: Why? And, you know, well, there's I heard, different theories about that. Yeah, I heard yeah, it was is. because it was like if you follow the money, it was these big corporations not wanting people to, you know, the, the pharmaceutical companies not mm-hmm. wanting people to heal them, you know, to feel better based off of marijuana. They want you to buy the pills, oh, um, not so just that. But it goes it goes way back. I mean, I'm talking like um, the hemp, use of hemp, hemp paper
2: instead of
1: yeah. Oh, that one's a hemp big product. I
3: recently learned about hemp through Patagonia, mm-hmm. and they did a small like documentary on it, dude. I did not even. I didn't realize there was two separate plants that look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're thing.
2: completely different.
3: Yeah. And that's
1: where it stems from, from like way back in the day. Aside, aside from the whole pharmaceutical things, i like wanting to sell
2: drugs, stuff like that. Aside from that, I mean, it's all, it stems from like. And that's a hilarious thing. Is yeah. used to be able to get like, you know, uh, cough syrups where the main ingredient was heroin. You know. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Heroin, cocaine, yeah, cocaine, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Coca Cola so, used to have cocaine in it too. Yeah, they dude. need to bring that back. Instead of doing the stupid flavors of, like, orange, just put the cocaine back in <laughs> it. No, Come on.
0: <laughs>
2: Coca-leaf flavor. Dude, talk about fucking energy drinks. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Red balls. Get, yeah, you want to get shit done. Put the cocaine back. <laughs> <laughs> America good be on. more productive. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that's funny. So, Jose, tell us a little about about your background, man. Like, uh where'd you uh, grow up at? Like, I know you were telling me earlier, like, you grew up in different yeah. places and stuff.
3: Yeah, um... You know, I uh, I grew up here in California. Um, I was born in Pasadena, kind of grew up in uh, Rosemead for a few years, and one thing that I want to say, you know, is clearly evident about my me growing up is I moved a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I counted it officially the other day. I, I I attended nine different schools. Wow. wow. And I it was really honestly I I've, I've come to see it now. It was. I moved so much because of my mother's love journey, like she was constantly seeking love, and mm-hmm. that was a, the biggest move that we ever made was when I was 11 years old, we moved to Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. She had family out there. My grandma lived out there, and that was you can imagine the, sh- the culture shock oh, yeah. everybody's African American yeah. out there, and I'm one of six Hispanic kids in the school, and so things changed tremendously for me. Mm. And... At the time, I didn't know how to process all of it. You know, right. it's taken it's taken a lot of work for me to to look back at that time and and realize, oh man, look at all these times that uh, my shadows were kind of consuming me and controlling yeah. me. And uh, so it was when I was about 14 years old that I moved back here to Fontana mm-hmm. with my dad, uh, and finally stayed in one place. You know, that was big for me. Yeah, that was huge. Like I I remember. Uh, my dad wanted to kick me out around like 20 when I was about 20 years old, and he wanted me to move up north. I refused. It was like I'm not going to do that. I'm going to live in my car before I, before well, I let you yeah, kick me right. out because I want to stay here where where all my friends are. Is really what some I type was, of like, stability. I guy. was like attached, you know, because it was something I've come to learn that it was security, you know, mm-hmm. the security of being in one place was something I was really you know, I got really attached to, um, and. You know, what ended up happening, you know, one big event in my life was deciding to leave my job, uh, not not Pacific specialty just yet. Not just mm-hmm. yet. Oh, so uh, it's a different time. Yeah, different time. This is when I was twenty one years old. I had been working at Domino's Pizza for six years. Wow. wow. Yeah. So yeah. I had you know, that was from high school up until that point and I was like, you know, time to change, time to do something. And I randomly, mm-hmm. you know, by a stroke of chance, just got into insurance. Like, I just started going everywhere. Like, hey, you guys, how do you like your job? How do you like your job? How right. do you like your job? Mm-hmm. And eventually, got into insurance. Yeah. Uh, that led to me getting a job at Pacific Specialty. And Pacific Specialty was huge for me because for the first time I was making $30,000 per year and I didn't have to have two jobs. Because at Domino's Pizza, I was an assistant manager. Yeah. But before that point, I was, like, trying to work, you know, right, juggle trying, jobs. Because yeah. I wanted something better for myself, but I didn't know what that was yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And so 30K and, you know. Yeah, that's, and, that's huge. And, for, and from, for an office job, too, to sit at a desk not be at a warehouse, like, that was huge for me. Yeah. Um, and that was the first time that I started to really feel um, just – that was the first time I exited survival, you know, survival mm-hmm. mode. You know, survival is like – where you're constantly trying to figure out where the money's going to come from or mm-hmm. how you're going to achieve the next thing. Like, it's just your mind is clouded by all these thoughts when you're in survival mode. Right. And for the first time, Pacific Specialty allowed me, that insurance company allowed me to exit that mode. And I remember I was just hungry. I was like, I'm not going to stay at the bottom of, you know, entry level. I, I want to get promoted. And I made that really clear in my uh, my uh, interview. Yeah. And so they already knew, like, they had that feeling in me, like, hey, this guy wants more. So yeah. uh, within a year, I got promoted, made 45 I thought 45 k was going to be like, you know, first of all, my mind was shattered when I got a $15,000 raise. I was like, oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I, thought that, I thought I wouldn't get that for like three, four, five more years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And to, for it to happen like within months, it like it broke my reality about how much money I can actually earn here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a good thing. But what ended up happening is like, I realized, oh, forty-five k, an extra fifteen k a year isn't even that much. No, because you get taxes. I was yeah. like, I still can't even get my own place. How yeah. is that? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> like that was crazy to me. No, like them, I really wanted to move out them taxes, son. Yeah, oh you know. man, yeah, taxes. That's for another. Sure. Yeah. And and really, what ended up happening, the biggest thing, biggest event in my life was, mm. uh, the company decided to lay off about thirteen percent of the employees and. January of 2017 and It was like a wake-up call to me like I didn't get fired and I knew I was pretty good cuz I had like my hands in the company like they weren't gonna let me go but seeing my the person that hired me get mm-hmm. let go. Yeah. Wow. You know, that was like You're she like, had fuck been no she, one's safe. She, she, exactly, yeah. No one's yeah, exactly yeah. that's yeah. what it was. That's no what safe it was. No America. one is safe. And it, it just made it asked I had to ask myself. I was like sitting at the desk. I remember seeing people getting their stuff and leaving. Like everybody's all emotional. I'm just like what would I do? Yeah. What would I do if I got fired? And I'm like, shit, I'd be fucked. I'd be straight up fucked. Because at that point, like I almost felt like I got lucky even be there I'm like how would i find another job yeah. that would pay me 45k you know and that's the mind game they play with you they're like well at least you have a job
1: at least you know feel lucky that at least you have a job oh my yeah. Uh,
3: yeah and that's total Is like, no dude so many people were scared bro so mm-hmm. many people were scared i remember that time like mm-hmm. and i i again i felt pretty secure about my job and so i yeah. i tried to help people like hey don't you know you're here don't even worry about it yeah. like it wasn't i knew at the time that it wasn't worth stressing about so it was how many fourteen percent of the? It was like thirteen uh, percent of 13%. the... thirteen
1: percent. So I was part of that thirteen percent, right? Yeah, that's but great. I wasn't stressing though. I was like, people were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I was like, dude, it's all right, yeah. because I already had, you know, I already have. I've been I've been working finances as part time, like yeah. that was like part of my backup plan. Like you always have to spare tire, at least you know. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I always. So like, I, I wasn't stressing. I was like, I have, I have some savings. I have, you know, I wasn't. They're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." It's like, why are you sad? I'm like. I'm taking a vacation. Not a yeah, really yeah, vacation. Yeah, you know, i like, still working, but
2: well, I mean, if you look at it a certain way, I mean, you get paid to look for another job in certain situations, you mm-hmm, know. That's so true. yeah,
3: yeah. Mean, there's you always know, that. It's, it's if you allow those emotions to consume you, that's when you're gonna have a hard right. time. But yeah. then when
0: that happens, I guess you get a moment of clarity where you're like, okay, this didn't work out for me, so now I could actually focus on what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah.
0: one way to look at it.
3: Yeah. And that moment, again, was like a defining moment for me because it was that question of like, what would I do? And realizing I'd be fucked, I was like, okay. I went home that day and I typed in uh, on Google like how to make passive income. You know, It was something I had recently learned about and I was doing uh, photography at the time. And at the time, I realized like where social media was going. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, okay, this is huge. And that started my journey into trying to build something for myself. Yeah. Uh, passive again. I wasn't. I never thought that I'd leave my job. And if I did think I would be leaving my job, it wasn't until months later. And I thought it was going to be years later until I actually did uh, t- take the action. Um, but what that was when I got on Gary V, my mm-hmm. girlfriend at the time. Uh, I'm sorry, she's still my girlfriend. My girlfriend sent me a video uh, podcast from Gary Vee. I remember the first thing I thought. Dude, I was like, dude, I this guy's Gary. a... The first time I heard him, I was like, this guy's a dick.
0: Was, yeah. Was like, yeah. <laughs> I was shit. like, he's a dick, but fuck, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Well, straightforward. He, he's straightforward. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, was yeah it was say. It was
3: like... But I listened, and I was like, okay, this guy's making sense, though. And yeah. so I remember watching, again, uh, that same podcast via video and mm-hmm. seeing his office, and it just kind of made me realize what he was doing. It's like, oh... Yeah. He doesn't even need, this isn't even, I thought it was just some guy on a mic, not a CEO who's running an entire agency deciding to put out the knowledge. Right. And so that, um, that started to shift for me. It's like realizing, okay, if he can do it, I can do it. Right? Mm-hmm. And over time, what ended up happening over the course of that year is, you know, realizing the power of social media. I started trying to do things there instead of photography. Right. Um, And it was, uh, that was a crazy year for me, guys, because something that happened about uh, the middle of the year, about July, August, I got a moment of, it was so weird, guys. This is like, it was, it was, it's hard to put into words because at that point, I had the money and I felt secure. My relationships at the time, I had decided to break up with my current girlfriend. Uh, because things were rough and I was trying to do this entrepreneur thing, and I felt like I needed more time. Like yeah. I decided to let her go. I felt like it was a sacrifice. And when I did that, I I went full blown into like I'm gonna hustle. I'm gonna hustle every single weekend. Right. I, if you, I remember you were back by that time. I'd be in the break room yeah. on my laptop, just always yep. doing something. Always break lunch before, mm-hmm. after. Like it was me hustling. And trying to figure it out. And through that process, I ended up making connections. My self-esteem was in a really good place. And there was a moment when I was driving in traffic, the most mundane thing you can picture. Yeah. We've all been there. But for the first time, the traffic, like me looking, it was like the world lost form. If that—if you guys can process that. Like, I, I, like my mind stopped putting labels on what I was seeing in front of me. And it was... It was a weird thing because it felt like I was seeing for the first time. Mm -hmm. It was a moment of such clarity that it didn't even make any sense to me. But what ended up happening is that, that that type of lens followed me for months. Like I was on that, like everything was blowing my mind. I would look at individuals. I would look at dynamics between people and companies and businesses and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to see things I had never seen before, which was—it's—it's yeah. it's hard to put into words because it's very much a feeling. And I remember at the time trying to explain it to my brother, and he tells me, "Oh, I think you're self-actualized." I was like, oh, "What's that?" You know? <laughs> he says his professor was it. his professor was talking about it, so I literally googled it. Yeah. And uh, self-actualization is uh, pretty much. What it explains that it's a, it's a level of consciousness that you can achieve when you have uh, four foundations in place, right? So self-actualization is the fifth foundation. You have to have your psychological needs, which is pretty much your food, rest, water. If you don't have those things, for example, if you're sick, that yeah. one, you're, you're stuck on that one. You know, When you're sick, you're staying home. Yeah. Yeah. You, nothing else matters when you're sick. Right. Then you have security above that. So security, to me, translates a lot to finances. Mm-hmm. But it can have a lot to do with, like, for me, growing up, it was moving. Yep. You know, like, constantly not knowing, the unknown. And so security, for me at the time, had a lot to do with finances. Like, okay, that's a check. I was making 45K. It was a little bit more than my bills. And so I was in a good place. Relationships, again, I decided to start hustling because I allowed, you know, I sacrificed my relationship for it. And esteem, I was just in a really good place. And so I accidentally reached this state of a self actualization and it was it was all I can say is it it was beautiful. Like it was empowering. All I could think about was my fullest potential. It's like waking up. Yeah, Yeah, man. Oh man, it was definitely a rebirth. And that gave me the audacity. The audacity to quit my job. After about four months of being in that state of mind, I remember I started going to the gym. I started, like, I had my routine in such a place that things just were simple and flowing, and I felt like I was going places. Yep. And I quit my job December 15th. And I remember I was not ready, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And things had aligned at the time where it gave me confidence. And so I ended up realizing very shortly thereafter, like, well, for one, before the year ended, I got back with my ex, mm-hmm. or with my ex, my girlfriend, and uh, because I felt like I had accomplished the work that I needed to do mm-hmm. in order to leave my job, and now I can be, you know, have time for her, but still hustle because now I'm leaving my job. Yeah. Um, and so, what ended up happening, I moved to Thousand Oaks, California, with a friend, his name's Jake, and he was one of the people that gave me a lot of confidence because he had built... An advertising agency. Mm-hmm. He was making at least 10k a month at the time, and it just gave me confidence. Like, oh, yeah, he has my back. And what ended up happening is, I didn't realize what what was going to occur when I lost the security phase. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. You know. But what ended up happening was just a roller coaster of emotions. Roller coaster of emotions. And that self-actualized state that I that I experienced disappeared. But mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of it. Right. Yeah. It was weird. Like, I didn't even notice that it was gone. It was just, I was just in it trying to survive again. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, at this point, I didn't know any of what I'm talking about. It was just happening to me. And I was just not aware. And I'm just, you know, every day I'm still waking up. Every day I'm trying to hustle. And it wasn't until about February that I realized, oh, shit. The reason I don't have the... The reason I feel so stressed, the the reason I feel like this anxiety, is because, well, shit, I'm not making any money. Yeah. It's it's fucking hard, obviously. Yeah. And not only that, there's all these dynamics with the people that I'm meeting. Because my life took a 180. Like, literally, I moved to Thousand Oaks, which is like two hours away from here. Yeah. yeah. Right. So all my friends from the local area, gone, yeah, gone. Yeah. Right. And the people I was meeting were, well, there were new relationships. And I made the mistake of being too transparent with them at first and, and, and thinking that they were mature enough to, to, to accept me. And I, I started to realize there was dynamics there that, that, were, that were not healthy for right. me. Yeah. And yeah. For me personally, nothing against them. Right. You know? And so uh, it was, again, February when I realized, oh, man, we're, I got a week alone for the first time in like a whole m- month and a half. I got a week where nobody was at the house in Thousand mm-hmm. Oaks, and it was that in that moment of silence that yeah. I realized, oh, I lost, I lost that self-actualized state. Like, what does this? What does this mean? Yeah, I need to get back there. Mm-hmm. I need to get back. That was the first thing. I was like, I need to figure out how I get back there. I thought it would happen, like, soon. I thought it was going to be like a, you know, just flip the switch. It's like, oh, it's a nope. yeah, short it's pause right. or whatever, you know, dude, can figure it out. I literally haven't gotten back to that place till like, about the last month. And it's been a whole year. It's been over a yep. year, me trying to get there. And you know what's the funniest thing? And I, Now I realize that it was something that I was chasing, you know? But I realize now that it's something that's always been in me. It's mm-hmm. still here. Yeah. It's in yeah. all of us. it's in all all of us the only thing is confusing the fact that we're supposed to be chasing it that we think we need to chase it
1: yeah when you have it in you this whole time yeah Yeah.
3: and it it really comes to you know increasing your degree of presence in the moment being here being rooted stop thinking about work stop thinking about the stress Mm -hmm. all these problems imagine what happens the amount of clarity that you have in your mind when you remove all the things that stress you out or you believe to be problems yeah. yeah, you have clear mind. It makes you know. You literally have mental space for solving problems. And Dude, like
1: ninety five percent of the stuff that you worry about don't even happen.
3: Well, and that's, yeah, a th- that's true.
1: That's uh, I think that's
2: that's a, the a thing too. Is like that's that's a that's probably one of the reasons why a lot of people enjoy maybe going outdoors or going on a hike or oh, camping, mm. like or a hunting trip or stuff like that. Because it's it's a state of mind that. Not only, I mean, you may be familiar with these things. It's not like you're doing something completely new, but you're still doing something that is outside of your daily routine. uh, And things that take your mind off of your routine. Like, you know, uh, for most people, you know, you you start your morning in a certain way. You, You know, once you get to a certain part of the day. There's certain cues. I mean, especially if you work in an office, man, because you don't... It's like the whole Vegas effect, right? Where it's like you don't really know what time it is outside because there's might <laughs> not be windows or
3: something like that. Yeah, It's just, just like, other clues. You're having right? a good time. Exam,
1: you walk out of the casino. It's like someone's jogging at 6 a.m. in the morning. It's like, what the, yeah, fuck? You know, what the fuck did, <laughs> what the, what did the, the time go? You're
3: completely right, though. Like, yeah. going camping, you know, you for one, you disconnect completely from all your problems. If you're doing like, come it on. right, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. you are doing it right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, like I've been camping in Yosemite, oh, and you go out there. Obviously, you, there's no reception. There's nothing. You're no. You're completely in commune with nature, mm-hmm. and the silence. You know, you, you can't pay attention to your phone, which has mm-hmm. a lot to do with you or with a lot of taking up a lot of mental spaces. Your phone, yeah. and the more time you spend out there, like if you spend more than if you spend their day for for sure, it's like therapy already, yeah like mm-hmm. but if you can stay there two, three, four, five days, oh my yeah. gosh, if it's just know, like a
0: flush of everything, no. just yeah oh dude, yeah, come on, I can
3: see yeah. you're reconnecting with like what life is actually supposed to be for right. us, right. Right. Yeah. You know? and that amount of clarity it's so powerful It's so and it's why people feel so good when they come back from it yeah oh absolutely I mean at least for me
2: when I I went on the when I went on the hunting trip like it to me it actually the one thing I realized is that from being so far away like outside in nature it was a lot louder than I Thought it was going to be, um, in terms of like you know you hear a lot more because you're in a hunt. You're, you're, I mean, when we went, we were actually on a hunting trip, so we were trying to listen for certain things going on. Mm. And you you think like in that certain situation you're not going to hear any sounds, but you actually hear quite a few. A lot of sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not just that, but you know you're you're hunting. There's firearms. You wear hearing protection. Um, certain types of hearing protection you can actually turn it up. hear more so so it'll make your hearing even better so then like after a while i had to turn almost turn it off because it was just too loud there was too many you know bugs and animals and stuff going Mm -hmm. on around that you couldn't see the sound of your footsteps on whatever terrain you're on right yeah yeah. Yeah. even if you're sitting completely still like just out there completely still Mm -hmm. it's dark you can barely see anything yeah but there's just so much going on around you uh, so, so much of life, huh? Yeah. And it's like, dude, like this stuff, like, you know, it, it kind of gives you. And then plus you're out there, you're thinking, you're like, dude, this goes on. And like, regardless of whether I'm here or not, you know. Oh, right. Like, that's a big one. So, so it's like one of those things. It's like, wow, how lucky am I to actually be here and see some of these things. And, you know, a, and this stuff like goes on even if nobody's here. Like, it's just, it's just, it happens. So it's kind of a it was kind of a crazy feeling, uh, and and I mean it was it was cool and yeah yeah I mean you know we went out and then you know we would kind of separate and kind of be on our own but then at the end you know we get together and hang out and have beers and you know have a fire and it, it was cool I mean it's it's definitely something that I I enjoyed mostly just for a the the new aspect of it of, of doing something different, mm. um, but of course also just of getting away from you know the daily routine and that sort of thing
1: yesterday i was uh i was listening to a talk yesterday um i was listening to this couple talk about um the Marian devotion uh but uh the the husband he was talking about going to a silent retreat it's my first time ever hearing about this i've heard of those so you know isn't it, um so obviously it was through a catholic church i was going to this talk but um but yeah, he's talking about a, a silent retreat, and I was. Are like, you allowed to talk about the silent retreat? Uh, yes, it's not like Fight Club. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's not like Fight Club. But uh, what sort but,
2: of silence are are talking about? So, I mean.
1: So he said he he signed up for it only because um I mean, all of his buddies signed up, so he he got FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Of course,
2: of course, yeah.
1: And so he signed up. He didn't know it was a silent retreat. He's like, and if you know me, he, he's like, if you know me, um, I love to talk. I can't stay still, right? So when he showed up, he's like, this is weird. I, like be just being quiet the whole time like not speaking nothing and he said after 24 hours like the silence just took over him he's like that's when i like i actually believe like there's a god like he's like the silence just i felt it just go from my head all the way down to the core of me and in the core of me there was this battle going on like this 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 just he's like i just can't explain it's like this battle just happening it's because he had a fart
2: dude (laughs) that's what it was because nobody else was talking so he couldn't play (laughs) it off so he
1: said after the 24 hours like he said the whole noise in his head the whole buzzing in his head just went just completely silent and then his heart rate just completely just leveled out like it it was like just a nice heart rate and stuff after that like it was a weird experience and he said that was like the turning point in his life where he's like Wow, like I need to make a change. like I need to, I need to reach my potential and this isn't this mm-hmm, that right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, so I'm really intrigued as far as like silence, how even silence like can transform you aside from just it's hearing like, all this noise and hearing people talk. and stuff. It
3: clears that mental space. Come on, like on a daily basis, when you wake up, you're already thinking about what you got to do today right, yeah. Yeah. right? right. And I mean, think about that it it happens throughout the day. like we were just talking about a moment ago. Uh, before we started the podcast about we don't think about the breaths we take every day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We don't stop and think about that, but we take thousands of them every single day. Every single day. Every single day. But we're not consciously, intentionally taking a breath yeah. every single day. So it's because there's so many things in our life situation taking up all that mental space. Yeah, and right. when you when you force yourself to be quiet, for one, your mind is going to want to like battle that it yeah, wants to sure. think. It wants to like obsess over all these things, But after enough time where your mind's going to give up and say, oh, "Okay, so he's not going to speak, and you're silent a, 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 my understanding of a silent retreat, you can't talk to anybody. You mm-hmm. can't make eye contact with anyone. You can't you know, you don't have your phone. you're literally out in nature. So imagine being absolutely quiet for even twenty four hours, a, even for two hours. I've done it for about three or four hours before and you do like after some time your mind gives up trying, yeah, to, yeah. trying to trying to try to fill in the space exactly mm. and in that you 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 connect to that that witnesser yeah. right because mm-hmm. you have your mind but you have the person you have the the actual you who's witnessing what your mind is thinking and it is that witnesser that that makes you realize like oh i need to change things yeah you know because you don't have you don't give yourself enough time to listen to that yeah. individual who's it's weird because in my, in my in my experience you know like I meditate every single day and uh, there is there there is our soul and the way I see it is that it's our soul it's our mm-hmm. it's our divine being that just watches right and our mind we think we're our minds but we're we are not our minds no. you know we have a mind and we have a body mm-hmm. but we we're not our mind or body it is literally this witnesser which is that divine energy which i proclaim to be god you know it's that it's that thing that makes us all unique you know mm-hmm. yeah but not only that it's 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 the same thing that's in you it's the same thing that's in you like you you are me just living a different existence like you if you go into it like you start to realize that um, well, to me, God isn't this external being It is, it is within us And yeah. that's, you know, it's funny Because I found myself contemplating a line the other day It was like uh, That line about how the devil's number one trick Is like convincing you that you have to look for God Or just that he doesn't uh, exist yeah. Or that, that the devil doesn't exist mm-hmm. And, you know, imagine having to look for God That defeats the whole point the, God is within you already. But God, to me, when I use that word, isn't this external him or her. It's like it's a uh, it's an energy. And that energy is something you can tap into uh, when you can get quiet. And that's when you have the moments of clarity and you, you realize, like, oh, shit, I'm not my mind. My mm-hmm. mind is a constant thing, chattering, always trying to come up with a story because of my insecurities or the things that I'm worrying about. Yeah. But those are the things that are just controlling me but if you can get quiet and block those things out really when you have your mind chattering all the time because you're not being present you're not here right Right. you're constantly thinking about the future or the past Mm -hmm. and that's not now like if you think about the problems that you have in your life tell me right now we we all have our life situations with their problems but tell me right now in this moment what problem do you have right now right now right here in front of us right here right now if you're present if you are present tell me what I'm problem d- you have right now <laughs> 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 i
0: love that i love that
2: yeah that but, is a problem we can solve that though we can solve that real quick
0: but and that's awesome though i like okay. no
2: i mean it is it is something uh, yeah. again like i noticed that and it, it's not just me because it, it happens to a lot of people and this is why like when you go to a place of business it's very rarely Environmental noise. There's always like music. There's always something else on mm-hmm. to kind of occupy that oh, quiet. Vital, that, that quiet space, right? Church. So it's it's very it's very rarely just you know. Oh, it's it's quiet and people like you know people will often say like oh you know it's awkwardly silent or something like that. It's like no, like I mean, and I find myself doing it too. I'm always listening to something, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube video. Yeah. Uh,
3: music or something I've heard that line too you know like if you ever feel bored it's because you're not present
2: mm.
1: that
3: makes sense that, that does sense. you know like I, if you are again in the hyper presence, it unlocks it, something yeah. I, and I think
2: it's just it, it's we've gotten away from that we've gotten away from that just because of 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 technology and yeah this, and oh, this thing changed the app. dude you got that at that the changed. dinner
1: table and what are your kids doing or what are you know what's
2: cause what's yeah on man phone? like that that's, yeah, that's, that's true that is the one thing that it's like yeah. I have to work at being better on is <clears throat> yeah. like you know Same if man. I'm eating and that's a, here's you know another example of that you know when when you know to a to a different degree when people talk about oh you know losing weight or whatever and they tell you when you're eating your food, don't watch TV. Focus on what you're eating, focus on what your food, you'll feel much, you'll feel full faster because you're focusing on what you're eating. That's and if you're night. distracted, like you'll just shove food in your mouth and you'll never think of like, you, you'll eat way more because
3: you, it, t- you take the food for granted too.
2: Yeah. right. Yeah, and right. it's not just that, it's like when you go somewhere, like if you go to a nice restaurant, like you notice that like the environment is very different. If you go somewhere like you know, fast food, McDonald's, you, you eat in your car. When I went know, to Mastro's, sort of dude, the
1: environment's different, the, the service is different, the, yeah. the experience, the, the food itself like, just experiencing the food is just totally different. Just yeah, uh, from, from and like it's not necessarily food. the volume of food. No. It's the quality, the quality, the, mm-hmm. the experience, the you,
3: service. But like you know, you're going to mastros, right? Usually, that's like you're celebrating or you're. Mm-hmm. It's like a special occasion when you pay that much for a meal, right? And so, you're more grateful for each bite you take. It's like, oh mm, my god, I'm, you pay more attention to the taste, or you should be at least. Yeah, yeah you, you should, should yeah, be. You exactly. should be, because right? It's special. Right? Yeah. yeah, but it's like you 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 stop and you become present to that food. And you're like, oh my god, it's delicious, but. You eat plenty of things throughout the week that you mm-hmm. really like. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you're not think, you know, we take it for granted. Maybe you focus on like the first one or two bites and then that's kind of aids it. yeah. first control mm-hmm. after that. And it's like what recently I um I did an ayahuasca ceremony and that's a that's a psychedelic. Where did this take place? Um if you can say, if you can. No, of course. Fine. I'm not I'm not going to give you too much detail, but it was um it was it was here in in California okay. and uh uh, a person's home somebody you know it was a confined safe place and right, uh, you want to be in a safe I, think place. I was going to say sure.
2: that's kind of one of the biggest things yeah, yeah. And,
3: and one of the things that I had to do before you do ayahuasca because it doesn't sit well with your stomach if you're mm-hmm. eating your regular diet
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, I had to I had to put on like a special diet which was very simply just eating eating things of the earth like fruit and, and, and grains and, and just not—anything anything processed is something you want to stay away from. Yeah. Um, and for about—it's funny because it, it, it's weird because they say, they say don't, look, don't look for ayahuasca, you know? Don't go out looking for it. Like, it'll come to you when you're ready. And that's really how it felt for me. You know, it was really interesting because I thought I'd have to go to Peru right. to do it. But here it was. Like, it was just—it just came up. It was literally— Three days from now, it's going to happen if you want to join. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it, you know? Because well, that's the
2: thing is when will you ever have the opportunity necessary to do it again if that's something you're open to?
3: Yeah. And, you know, it's like it was just on my frequency. I happened to connect with the right person, and yeah. it opened up the, the avenue for me. And so I put on a diet for three days, you know, and at and, and that point I, I ate very specific foods. I ate a lot of fruit. And I remember after – After taking the medicine uh, and the whole ceremony was over and everything, you know, I'm no longer feeling anything. I remember eating again. And it was just like, there was some, it was almost like I'm uh, consuming the energy from the food that I was eating. And at that point, it was was fruit as uh, as well, like some soup, but it was something about the energy that I felt that I was consuming. Mm -hmm. And something, I'm like, dude, I don't ever acknowledge this. I don't ever acknowledge the energy that the food has given me. You know, like, like for this, for this blueberry to be here right now for me to enjoy all these antioxidants.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, not just that. I mean, it's just, you know, for, for a plant to convert the, the energy. Uh, that is contained within the earth. Like it's one of the, it is one of those things. That like the if, soil um, photosynthesis. Yeah, things. yeah. yeah. And, and just how much, how much energy, or how long it took. Just if you think about how long it takes to grow something,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you Dude. know, it is, it is, it is interesting. It's interesting. It, bro. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Look,
3: those, there's all these details we for we forget we take for we We take take for granted yeah Yeah. that's when i was explaining on uh the reason we started this conversation it was actually yesterday yeah um on instagram is because i posted about you know do you understand what makes you unhappy you know why you experience unhappiness Mm -hmm. and you know it's funny because it's like that's such a bold question you know for me to act as if i know the answer to happiness yeah exactly but i am you know I feel like I've experienced this and I felt like it was something that people could hear. And so I, you know, the reason that you feel unhappiness is because of your failure to recognize the abundance around you. Mm -hmm. Your failure to be grateful for what you have. And I think that's front and center right now, especially
1: if you see like in, in the news and media, like people are bitching about living here in the States and how terrible it is. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, You're bitching about your state of living on your iPhone (laughs) get out of here dude like what are you talking about this is like one of the best times to be alive in and
2: I find that I I find it really interesting that oftentimes like and it's not something that I ask often right because it comes off like condescending when you ask that but it's like um you know when somebody talks about repression when somebody talks about poverty and it's like like where have you seen poverty like if you've seen poverty here in the US it's like oh well maybe somebody has an iPhone 5 you know maybe that's poverty to them yeah um but you know when you go to maybe different parts of the world where like people really don't know where don't their next clean meal will water yeah. yeah or yeah. or or you know maybe 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 they don't even have shoes you know like you know and, and that's one of those things it's like to me And it's not something I think about often, but it is something that like when it comes up, I see it differently because I have been to other places in the world where, you know, you're like, damn, even like the people that I know, there's some people that claim to be like completely destitute, like it's not that bad. No. it's not as bad as they make it seem.
3: yeah, and you know what? I think it's 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 important to to remove your your comparison mm-hmm. to other peoples or situations. shift it or shift. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, because you know, if you everybody has their problems, you know, the right. the rich person out in Beverly Hills who has a problem, that problem is just as important as the person who, you know, okay. the kid in Africa who barely has a meal. The, the, they're separate problems, but that they're, that's their own life situation, and they're allowed to have that problem. It's equally val- val- like valid. Yeah. There's no reason to, like, argue, like, oh, you should finish your food because of a kid in Africa. No. You need to recognize, like you said, like, where this food came from. It's right. grown. Like, being grateful for the fact that you just have this. Not mm-hmm. even that somebody else doesn't have it. The fact that you are here right now for me—the one way like that lesson really cemented for me in the last couple of months was my car has had the check engine light on for a few months, you know, and I can hear it. You know, See, when you hear the car problems, yeah. I'm like, oh man. But it right. was like, you know what? I'm, thank you so much for this car not breaking down. This car, the car has yet to fail me. Right. And I fixed uh, You know, that. That's a whole other story. But I fixed a piece of it. I started the check in July, but I'm so grateful that the car never broke down on me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I have gas in my tank because I've been in situations not not that long ago where I don't have the money to fill it all the way up. You yeah. know, and so it's like, whoa, like I'm just just thank you for for allowing me like one thing I found myself doing more is my meals. It's like you know what? Just thank you for being able to allow me to have this steak dinner, you know. Like, it's not even it's something that I never thought about before. But, yeah, right. Expressing your gratitude and understanding, like, who? Yeah, I am blessed to be able to have. We this. are blessed. absolutely. You know? Yeah. And then that, putting your attention on those things, realizing how much you actually do have. You know, again, the the car not breaking down. That was an afterthought for a long time. Like not, but me being deciding to be grateful for like it not breaking down on me, it, it just, it just made me feel like wow, you know, thank you, like just just thank you for not giving me a bad day or a bad week or something that would completely destroy my finances if I had to pay a thousand dollars to get it fixed, you know, like yeah. just thank you for not having to experience something like that, thank you for allowing me to pay my bills every month, mm-hmm. thank you for giving me uh, a girlfriend who loves me, thank you for giving me a puppy who has taught me more about love than I ever thought could, you know, could happen. You know, it's dogs. like there's so many things that we could be grateful for, but we yeah. forget to acknowledge them. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely, man.
3: That's why I don't have a dog. That's
2: <laughs> just, I, I, We had a dog and it just, it required entirely. It's not that it required too much time. It's that it needed more time than we can devote to it. It's too
3: needy. So, uh-huh.
2: it was just one of those things where it's like, because,
3: man, I love dogs. Dogs are awesome, Yeah. but I just... It's, it's funny, when my girlfriend got her, like, I remember when she texted me, oh, she's going to get a dog, yeah. and she was on her way to San Diego to go pick it up, and I was, I was like, I told my friend, I was like, she has no idea what she's getting herself that's into, true. and then I realized, oh, I'm moving in, we're going to move in together yeah. in the next couple weeks, so that's going to be my problem, too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they do take a lot, they're children, man, oh, yeah, like, they, oh, they, my oh, God. Man. Yeah. but uh, I love her man I really do like some of the happiest moments I've had in the last few months have been just me and being present with my puppy at the park it's yeah. crazy what I love about dogs is their unconditional love
0: oh yeah there is that yeah. <sighs> for
1: anything you could do yeah those... that unconditional love is like wow I just actually stepped on you right now
3: <laughs> but you're still yeah, but you're yeah, still so like for yeah.
1: I still love you it's like
3: gosh I love you yeah <laughs> you know if we could just learn to be more like that imagine you know, that would change the whole. Come on, thing. we all, yeah. we have the capacity, though, yeah. to just be grateful and wake up like that instead of like trying to think about the next. You know, here's here was a good thing that happened, uh, an interesting thing that I had uh, a few months ago now. When I woke up, trying to start my routine again, like because you know I fell off routine, and uh, I told my, I came across something that said, the first thing when you when you wake up, the first thing to ask yourself, what am I going to think next? Get out of bed and then ask yourself, what is my next thought going to be? Because that next thought is going to lead to, to next. your next action. And if that next thought is, oh, what's going on on my social media? Mm-hmm. You know, now the social media is going to introduce a bunch of different random things that are going to introduce a bunch of different random thoughts. Yeah. But if you're like, you know what? Kind of thirsty. Let me go drink some water. And then if you're, if you're, if you're trying to stay rooted in that presence, it's hard, you know, because after, after a little while, mm. you're going to lose the presence. Yeah. But it's fine, it's fine. The, the, the practice is in continuously attempting it. Right, because it's, be, it's not going to be achieved at the first, you know, it's, it's
1: uh, continuously doing that. It's building the habit. Yeah, mm. yeah, it really is the habit, right? Um, and that's the secret behind um, uh, th- Think and Grow Rich is habit.
2: Well, what it's kind of like it's kind of like throwing speed bumps in front of your, you know, the the road that you usually travel. Yeah, to where, make you think. Because you know, after after you travel, I mean, I I can't tell you how many times on a commute, like, like you kind of just snap out of it, right? Because after driving so many times to the same spot, it's and automatic. All of a sudden, like you just you snap out of it. Something happens, and you notice certain things. You know what's that scary? You when- know that are there. But you didn't think about, like, oh, fuck. Like, why did I hit the brakes, like, back there? And I wasn't actually paying attention to the car that's in front I of me. Say.
3: It's all habits, man. Yeah. It's that's...
2: just, it's all subconscious. It becomes
3: subconscious. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, your body gets, you know, it's interesting. Because that's what people, you know, when people say that they're not good at something, it's all about building that muscle memory, you mm-hmm. know? When your body, when you, at first, when you try something new, you have to put mental effort to figure it out. Yep. But after enough times, your body is going to put that into, a, you know, it's like, hey, let's not apply so much mental energy toward this. How about we just make it an automatic thing? Yeah. Absorb it, and then now it becomes easier. And that's what driving is sometimes. When you take the same route, it's like, oh, I just traveled like three, five miles, <laughs> and I don't even, I don't even remember any of the lights. But it okay. kind of just. I'm yeah, you know, automatic. You know, but you were completely, it's just your body absorbed it and just said, I'm going to take over this for you. And you could imagine what happens with the habits that you don't like. Yeah. What happens for the things that you don't like that you know that you shouldn't be doing, but your body propels you to right. do it because you're just so used to for that. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a feedback loop. Yeah. You decide to do an action. You get this reward. Your body likes it. You know, for somebody who is a smoker, it's like, oh, every time I pick up a cigarette, light it, smoke it, I feel good. Oh, let's create that into a habit. How about we just absorb that as a physical thing, and right. now it's not even conscious. But see, yeah? I
2: think that, like, that's also, I mean, on the smoking thing, and I was talking to somebody about smoking earlier because uh, I used to smoke. Um, I think that that is one thing that if you smoke for a long time you you do kind of miss in terms of like getting up, going outside, mm. taking you know stepping away from whatever it is you're doing just for that mental break. I mean, I knew people that took a smoking just specifically for that portion of it, and, and then of course, it just becomes a habit right yeah yeah
0: when I started doing my sales thing, that's what I used to grab back to smoking cigarettes. yeah Yeah. and i did that for a whole year yeah until finally i was like i need to And
2: i mean that's the thing too is like nothing stops me during my day to like go outside take a break you know stay outside for you know five or ten minutes Mm -hmm. take in the weather take in the sunlight see what's going around hear the birds chirping and yet i still don't do it
0: that's true Mm -hmm. that's true and it's funny because you know how you'd say that, that you don't go outside and stuff. And me, when I'm driving all over the place and I'm outside, yeah, I'm always like, I got to fucking finish this shit. I have to go. Yeah. Like last time I was in L.A. Yeah. Dude, I could have stayed there and chilled and actually enjoyed L.A. Right. And then come back. No, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is like you're just trying to get back.
2: You're, you're trying, trying to get back, back to something yeah. that took you out of what you normally do. Exactly. You're trying to get away from that. Yeah. You, know,
3: you know what it is? It's that obsession to the future. And, the you know, it's always going to be the future of the past. You're thinking on a timeline. Mm-hmm. but come on if we uh, time is a mental construct oh, if we're is. here right now time doesn't matter the only right. thing that matters is right here but our minds like to think about oh what's going to happen next and that's where a lot of the stress and the anxieties come up or like oh i need to be there at this time because of whatever right you know right. but it's like if you could spend and get into the habit of spending more time here right now in the moment then you'd realize like hey you know what I'm gonna go explore LA a little bit. I'm gonna go, go get some coffee. I'm gonna to go to a brewery or whatever it might be for you. You know, right, right. It's just deciding. You know, it, and it, it is really a habit. You know, and that's
2: that, a, and that's the interesting thing too about it is like, even if like, and if you work with people who smoke or whatever, they still get their job done. Like the product, the 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 level of productivity you you come to realize that it shifts, right. Like, if you need to become more productive because you went outside and you took a five or ten minute break and you have one hour to complete a task, maybe you can, maybe you can do it and you squeeze another smoke break. Yeah. or whatever your, whatever your kind of priority is, right? Yeah, yeah. whatever your like motivations you can, are, you know. You can make, you know, you can shave some time off of certain things. And the only
3: time that it's bad is if you're complaining about it. Like of if course. You're, if you're smoking and you don't mind, whatever, whatever.
0: But if you're smoking yeah, and you're, thinking like,
3: about it yeah, you're like, oh, man, I really shouldn't be smoking this. Or like, oh, I can't believe I just finished this cigarette again. You know, I'm trying to yeah. quit. Like, if you're constantly thinking about that, you know, well, for one, it's the fact that you're telling yourself, oh, I'm trying to quit. How yeah. about you just say, oh, I'm not a smoker. You know, you decide to consciously decide... I don't have a problem with smoking, no. so I can. Well, but you I, have to really embody that
2: idea. Well, and I, and I qu- I quit right. I mean, one of the times I quit smoking, I quit smoking for a year and a half, completely, just cold turkey. Wow. Quit smoking, and then it was one of those one of those. Uh, it's I picked it back up when I was going overseas, mostly because of the downtime, because there wasn't a whole lot to do, because mm. you're just sitting around and you see somebody that, like you know you're having a conversation with somebody or you're hanging out or whatever and they're like yeah i'm gonna go outside and smoke and you want to continue that like you want to <laughs> so you, you want well the fuck party. i'll go with you you know and then pretty soon it's like oh let me bum one of those from you and then it just it's it's a whole yeah, rabbit hole yeah you know um but yeah i mean i and i think i don't know i and i hadn't thought about much about it until like earlier today it's funny because somebody had brought it up you were hanging out you know, uh, with people from work and, you know, I just kind of got up and it seems strange because it's like, you know, you don't, at, at least like it, 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 kind of broke me out of like whatever conversation we were having with somebody. Cause it's like less and less people actually smoke these days. Mm-hmm. So it's less and less people actually get up and leave and go somewhere and just like, Oh, okay. yeah, you know, They're going to be gone for a few minutes and then they'll mm-hmm. come back and rejoin. But it's one of those things that it's like, Oh, you know, like, why don't I do that? Why? Why don't I? Why do I sit at my desk for so long? Why don't I just like get up and walk around? You know, go. You know, I I I do walk around, but it's still inside. Like it's still within the work environment. Oh. Uh, I make it a point to do that every once in a while Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times it's like if you're staring (laughs) at the same thing and you're working on something, and you're trying to solve a problem, it almost feels like you have to kind of restart. And then maybe you get a better perspective, a oh, different perspective of it.
3: Like you guys ever play a video game when you were growing up and you couldn't pass the level? Oh god! You put and it, you like you're around. like oh, you're, you're, a, you're so frustrated and you come back to it a few hours later and you beat it in like the first punch attempt. out attempt. Yeah. You know it's like it's exactly that. Yeah. You know, giving yourself a break. Yeah, taking yeah. that little
1: little yeah. break, thinking yeah. about a different. You about yeah. people not smoking as much anymore. Yeah. I just thought, like, when's the last time you've seen a cigarette ad on TV? Oh, well, I don't they're, think not they're, allowed. Allowed. No, they're not allowed. Not allowed. Yeah, they're, they're not allowed. They're not allowed anymore, right? No, 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 no. Dude, dude they've got allowed. so
0: much that's... scrutiny now. Like, Even now, if you smoke on a movie, it's rated R already. Yeah, I really? So. I really? would doubt it. That's crazy.
3: You know, I, know, I heard CVS recently decided to completely, you know, because they're a pharmacy, completely stop selling cigarettes. And that's a huge blow to the cigarette company and kind of a statement yeah. like, hey, you know what, we're out with this. But CVS
2: sells drugs. Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> and, and the funny thing
2: is, is I was listening to the radio on the way in and they were talking about um, they were talking about a, a Senate bill. Well, it's not law yet because it still has to a few steps more to go. Mm. But uh, there was a Senate bill that was voted yes on for uh, sugary drinks mm. uh, oh, and yeah. putting warning labels on them, uh, similar to what cigarettes have. For anything, they said I think that was an added uh, 75 calories or more of added sugar. Mm. Um, you know, to put a warning label on it. And no, it's that, like, dude, so that doesn't good. like if you've never been if you've ever been to Europe and seen what their cigarette packs look like. People still smoke, mm-hmm. but you see like. Not only do they have like the big warning, like big black and white warning, but they'll have pictures of like lungs. somebody oh, with lungs, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like that doesn't bother people. They but still smoke. It, it
3: starts the process, though. You know, I mean, it starts the, the process. I because, think in a certain you know, imagine a kid who hasn't actually picked up cigarettes and see, oh, you know, it, it, it's not even it's a, it's no matter how incremental. You know, yes it's no. still a part of the process. The
2: only thing why I would disagree with that, well, one, being mandated by government and don't necessarily agree with that. But two, I would venture to guess that probably a huge percentage of people that carry around that pack of cigarettes, A, they don't look at the picture. And if they do, even if they take half a second to look at it, the first thought was that won't happen to me. So, and it's just, it's one of those things that it's yeah. like, yeah. You, you know, and you justify it and it goes away.
3: And what, you put the the hurt, the pain in the future, you know, you're like, of hey, course. you know what, you know yeah. what? right you, now, but hey, you I, know, when we're talking about yeah. the psychological needs, guys, mm-hmm. on, you know, on yeah. that's, that's number one reason you need to take care of your health. That's at the bottom. If you don't have your health, nothing else matters. No,
2: yeah, it's pretty and, true, and, and it's it's sad because I I mean I, I, you know yesterday I went to uh, to my uncle's funeral. I'm um, oh, sorry to hear about that. He was yeah. young. He was he was in his you know he was in his early fifties and no and he passed away. Um, but the thing was is, you know, I mean everybody knew him. Knew he him was somebody who who worked hard and never complained. But you know the downside of it was is unfortunately he didn't take the best care of his health. You know he. He had some issues that you know he should have gotten monitored and, and kept up on mm-hmm. but just because of you know the way he was, he always put other people first and in his work and and you know ultimately that you know was the end of him um is that you know he, he was he uh he had a heart condition and um you know we, it was he would kind of just he kind of just blew it off like one, no. he, he was my mom was telling me that um one time they were walking somewhere and they were having a conversation or whatever and then like she felt like he wasn't nearby anymore like you know when somebody's like yeah they're walking behind oh. him and they're like you know they're there but then like all of a sudden she just felt like he wasn't there and she looked back and he was like kind of resting He's like "Oh, you know i have a pain in my chest or whatever she was like dude that's what? not normal he's like oh no it's just because you know it's cold or whatever he's like, she was like no, oh, no that's not normal
3: it's those little signs you know yeah,
2: yeah. i mean no, that was a pretty big yeah, one. yeah that was right?
3: a big one yeah. too but
2: and he just kind of like oh you know it's fine it's normal you know whatever and, and unfortunately like you know that that ended up that ended up taking his life, unfortunately. That's great, man. Sorry but it's, it's 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 one of those things that you know. I, I mean it is it is important. It is important to take care of your health and oh, maybe not ignore you know maybe not ignore the check engine lights in your life. You yeah, know, especially it when like like right there. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> especially when it comes you know when it comes yeah. to your life and not just necessarily physical pain, but you know maybe psychological pain, maybe just something that you know, Something important. that something that bothers you. You know, yeah, that's, that's a good point, man,
3: because like the way I've seen it now is anytime you're experiencing pain, you have either it's psychological or physical, because usually you'll feel it physically in your, your shoulders, for example. For me, that's mm-hmm. a big one. Yeah. It's a sign that life is trying to teach you a lesson, you know, and you need to stop, take a moment, and try to figure out why, why you feel this. Yeah. Why are you feeling this way, you know, and dissect it, pull the string. <laughs> And it'll lead to something, you know, but we, we like, I remember myself like neglecting those signs, you know, when I felt stress in my shoulders, I just felt like, because it was all these other things externally for me. But if I stop and start writing for, for me, it's become like, anytime I, I built the habit. Anytime I experience immense pain, you sit down and write and I start writing and I start trying to explain why, what I'm feeling or what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. And by the time I'm done writing, I feel so much better. And I also am aware about what I need to do next. You know. Yeah. But life is trying, life, it's funny because life is constantly trying to send you a message about what you're, what you need to learn. But we are deaf to it when we are paying attention to all these other things. Again, the life situation brings in a lot of noise into your life. Yep. Yeah. And if you can learn to, hey, feel that pain and be like, okay, hold on. My body's trying to tell me something. Because your body is a lot smarter than you think it is, you know. Oh, for sure. It's 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 for sure way more powerful than your mind is. If you know that your your body is experiencing some sort of some sort of pain, it's trying to tell you something, and you have to sit down and and try to figure out what it is, you know.
2: Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, no, I agree, and I mean it's it's one of those things that it's easy to set aside. It's kind of like, you know, you know, if if you know, like the saying goes, out of sight, out of mind. Like if you mm. if you if. if if you can if you can mute something or if you can tone it down, if you can snooze something that's going on in your life and you say, Oh, I'll get I'll get back to it, I'll get back to it.
3: Yeah. And, and that's and where you some know, of the bad habits well, come in, right? It, yeah. Because yeah. like how how did, out of sight, out of mind, oh instead of feeling depressed, I'm gonna go eat. Instead of feeling this way or, or, or experiencing this pain, again it's unconscious mostly, I'm gonna smoke some weed, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna do that's where you pick up these bad habits. To try to mask the pain, but right. that's not going to make the pain go away. No, you no. gotta tackle to it. Back, yeah, yeah. You,
0: you have, have to go. go it. with,
3: it's in the shadow, right? It's in that pain that you're going to find the gift, the resolve to your issue. You right. know, but that's that's what's mainly going on in society is that we we don't go into the pain. No, we if don't. anything, we're told not to. No, if you feel no. these things are normal, you know. But it's not, it's not normal.
0: Mm-mm.
3: We are accepting then as that because what, that's what other people tell us. Well, but the, it, go ahead. well not to cut you off,
0: but uh, it's like the uh, Hispanic way, yeah. right? You know, it's like, Paquilloras, why are you crying? Yeah. Why? He's like, don't cry, just keep on doing what you're doing. Oh,
3: you're depressed. That's because so you must have no, not have enough to do. Exactly, like one of those like, things. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's that like mentality. Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's so powerful because, you know, like our parents, I don't know about you guys, but my parents, they grew up in survival. Oh, you know? Yeah, that's oh, what they yeah. were constantly doing. And yeah. so I see it now because of where I'm at. It's like my, my parents came to this country to give me this opportunity that instead of worrying about survival, I have the opportunity to contemplate self actualization. Right. I have the opportunity right. to surpass what, you know, and that's what they know. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's mm. the, that, their sacrifice to bring you here. That's yeah. tremendous, right? Yeah, but absolutely. It's like, they they're, they're all, they they tell you these things because they love you mhm not because they they're tr- they mean you know not because they're trying to make you see or, or feel like some sort of uh, because the truth is that they're when you listen to them they're passing on their 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 their, their experiences their conditioning yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like hey these are the things I knew growing up right you don't cry about it well that's it, the thing is is you know if through those
2: opportunities and through those chances and through that better life
0: mm-hmm.
2: maybe you're facing a different set of circumstances than they ever did yeah right yeah. you know uh so it, it, it's maybe like then there may be some wisdom there uh but maybe it's still not necessarily a hundred percent like something they can relate to.
3: You know, you know, like I think uh, a big one. And I'm I'm sorry. Do you want to say something first? Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, okay. I was gonna say
0: I I look at it as a relay of life, like your parents crossed and just to do, and then all of a sudden they handing you the put it on. It's like okay. You take it from here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you go and you take
3: it to your. So that's big, dude. I, I was just thinking about that right now. I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, are, are you guys like, for example, like when you acknowledge your first generation? Like I'm first generation. My family, my yeah. parents, yeah. literally yeah. migrated over here. I'm You're first right. generation. Same, yeah, I mean, same so here. It's like, oh, I have the opportunity to change things for my family lineage. Like that's mm-hmm, right. big. Yeah, can I do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, right. and this is where no like I, th- I think a big thing that a lot of people go through is like, for example, college. You know, your parents want you to go to college. They mean well. They want, they love you, so they want you to go to college, learn, and do this because they believe that that's what's going to get you the job. But time, honestly, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Times have changed, dude. They have all that. All that college does really, you know, I mean, of course, you can learn things, but college will get you into debt, and that is not a great way to get started. It's not a good way. To know, start. It's not. Yeah. And with the internet, you can learn so many skills. Oh my God. I literally I you know, I'm not where I want to be, but I make a living off of what I've learned from the internet, off of the investments I've made in my own education, not from a college, you know, and but it's my own grind and hustle that has gotten me to a place where I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey, I can actually build something even bigger. Right now I'm trying to figure out how to scale it. You know, and so that's a skill I need to learn. But that's a whole other thing. But your your parents mean well when they tell you they want you to go to college right because mm-hmm. being that was able the to thing tell you, th- th- go ahead go ahead no because that was, that was yeah. the thing back yeah. then like you go to college get a good job
1: you know and that's it like but yeah. that doesn't exist college has become it's become a business now oh big time the cost of, of yeah. education has skyrocketed more than the cost of gasoline
3: and you know what's the what's the biggest business going on right now in our in our in our generation it's like technology is booming technology is booming. Do you think technology stays the same with a 4-year degree? No, you know, no, in 4 no, years no, technology has evolved so much and so fast that these colleges can't even keep up. Not at all. You know? And so how are you supposed to get a curriculum from college about marketing when by the time you graduate it's, everything you just learned is it's 4 all, years late. It's, yeah. All, yeah. You know? it's obsolete. And so When, you know, when your parents, again, they're trying to convince you to go to school or stay in school and all these sort of things, you know, if you believe that that's your path, stay on your path, you know, but if you think that you're supposed to be doing something else, you know, start looking into it, do it on the side, try to figure out how you're going to do it Mm -hmm. and, and, and make the choice for yourself, you know, because Gary Vee says it all the time, you know, like if you, if you let your parents tell you what to do and you, you give in to them because they're, well, for one, you're so used to listening to them, Mm -hmm. Right eventually when you don't have the life you want you're going to blame them right and then you're going to hate them that's a and big then that great, right you know, there, yeah yeah and that's, that's know. you know that's all Gary V right there that's kind of what he preaches mm-hmm. and it's it's true man like I've, I've had the blessing that my parents didn't you know I've had a lot of independence in my life and although my parents never saw eye to eye with me but they didn't force me to get into something I didn't like I always had the I guess the audacity to say hey I'm not going to go to school but it's, it's more about self-education than it is, like, an official college education. Yeah. And these, these big tech companies, they agree. You know, they, I think there was a recent announcement that you can get into Google or Facebook without a college degree. Really? You know why? Because it's not about the college degree. It's about how hard can you work. Mm-hmm. How hard can you learn for yourself,
2: right? And right. that's how it's it's about, and that kind of goes back to something you had mentioned earlier. It's like you know, all the things you want to learn are available, right? I mean, dude, our parents didn't have Google and YouTube. No, like no, no. No. YouTube, there's the, 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 the so many things. Like, I mean, at least like being a homeowner, that like I, I'll joke around. Like, there's really two things I decide not to fuck with, which is uh, indoor plumbing and electricity. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, the consequences of fucking something up are just way too great. But outside of that, I mean, small projects. I mean, it, as long as you have the willingness to look that up, and and look, I, I mean, because the thing is, is like, I've always had like tons of different hobbies, and maybe I'll pick them up and like you know, kind of like learn as much as I can, and lose interest and just they'll go away, or you know, I'll move on to something else. Mm-hmm. But it's just that aspect of of learning something new. And, and doing something different and, and just you know looking at things in a different way uh, that I find interesting I find that fun um, but it's it's um, again if you have the willingness to to look up the information it's available for you no oh, yeah uh, I'm not saying that you know YouTube is is, is gonna um, you know produce the next best you know brain surgeon not necessarily. Yeah. No. You know right. it's, it's but, like but it's
3: the aptitude, right? But I like the subject you just brought up. Like if you're going to do if you're going to be working in somebody's brain, no, you got to go to school, dude. You're not going to work yeah. on my brain if yeah, yeah, if right. you haven't got a college degree. There's specific fields, yeah, you know, right. that, that, that it, schooling is
2: well, but that's the thing. Is important. like, like I think of, I like you, you, you know, you mentioned changing technology and stuff. And I think of my dad. My dad, as far as like from from the time I've known him, anything with an engine and wheels, he can take it apart, fix it, put it yep. back together. Same thing with right? my dad. Now the thing is, is like cars have changed from you know when he started working on them, you know um to now So electrical but, you know, teslas
3: man they're gonna take over next year
2: right but so many so many things have changed and yet like as long as you have the foundation of like how something works you can grow that onto different like things on how system different systems will interact you know the and, same thing
3: you know i like that you said that because like well one thing that's for sure is that change is going to come into our lives you know like when when the company fired a bunch of people that's change Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people complaining there's a lot of people scared afraid but it's more about adapting you know for for your father you know he's he's fixing cars right or he's fixing trucks whatever it might be autonomy is coming electric cars completely different from the engines that we use Mm -hmm. and life is going to serve that change to you and you have two choices either you deal with it or, you know, you do something about it or you accept it. But, like, yep. when we're talking about autonomy, that's coming. Like, there's no way oh, to yeah. avoid that. And so you could either sit and complain and, and, and act like, oh, I'm a victim of the fact that these things are changing or I'm not making the money I used to make because this has changed. Or I, I don't have the life I had because I got fired. It's like, no, you you have to adapt. Yeah. yeah it was a trip
2: because yeah. I, I, I went recently to uh, – I just randomly stopped at a McDonald's. Yeah, I'm hungry. I to get something to eat. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, they had like the layout was the same, Uh but they had screens where you would order, and and, like yeah, and it was like it was just weird because it's like this one change they added the screens, but it completely changed like the function of the people within that restaurant. Not Mm -hmm. just that
1: though, now on the app you can order from your phone and go pick it up, park outside, not even not even park outside, they'll bring the food out to you.
2: Yeah. In a certain parking space. Wow. Well, yeah, I had to use their bathroom, so I went inside, and, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm here." They had their bathroom open. I'm hungry. That I mean, the least I can do is you know yeah. actually give them some business.
3: <laughs> so. You know what? Like Elon, I watched a video of Elon Musk recently where he, he's talking about how uh, he's going to be next year. He believes that autonomous autonomy for his Tesla for the Tesla vehicles are going to com- be completely better than uh, humans right so by 2020 he believes he can start deploying the tesla fleet to work as a taxi service so what that means is if you own a tesla right you could literally go on the app assign it to the fleet and this car your car will literally go out and drive itself and work as an uber yeah for you talk right? about passive income dude yeah. exactly supposedly yeah. you can make like a couple hundred thousand dollars if you own a tesla <laughs> and you decide to do this Wow. You know, over the life, if you're spending like $35,000 on a Tesla, $38,000, a couple hundred thousand dollars in return by just, because let's, let's be honest, so you drive probably about two, three hours max for the day. And for the rest of the time, people need cars. And now, because we're entering, the, I, I mentioned it earlier, we're, we're entering a shared economy. That's what this is going to be. Yeah. But what blew my mind the most was that it's going to cost 18 cents per mile for a Tesla to operate their fleet because they're not paying someone. It's just the car, 18 cents per mile based off the electricity. Right now, it costs Uber 2 to $3 per mile to travel someone. So think about 2 to $3 to 18 cents. Damn. That's a, yeah. You know, the, the beauty about what's going to happen with the shared economy is that we're entering zero marginal cost. That means that things are going to be very freaking cheap. And if you can get around, that you, at that point, you don't need to own a car to get around.
2: Well, that's what I was listening to mm-hmm. a radio station. Then we're having this discussion of, like, people getting driver's licenses. And it's like, in this day and age, like, there's a lot fewer younger people who have licenses, maybe because they're a college student. And they're like, well, why? I can just, I can just go on right Uber. I right just Uber wherever, wherever I go. It's
3: expensive, though. But, like, I, the way I think about the future, for one, big tip right here for anybody listening. This is for you guys. You've got to own the robots in the future. You're going to own the bots. If you own, the tes- if you own five Teslas, that shit's going to make money for you. But if you don't own the Teslas and you're only the consumer of it, mm-hmm. well, then, you know, over time, that's where your money goes versus yeah. it coming back to you. Now, the, the idea, though, is like think about like shipping for Amazon, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put 100 packages into a Tesla, for example, for it to deliver things for you autonomously. 100 packages divided by 18 cents, practically nothing. The overhead's practically yeah. not there. It's gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so and that's, now they've had to
2: develop their own logistics because they don't even use, like, I I mean, at least for me, it's like, I very rarely see, like, the post office or FedEx or UPS delivering stuff anymore, where before that's all they used. You're so,
3: dude, yeah, you're so right. Oh my God, I haven't, I didn't even be, I'm not even, I wasn't. You see only the enterprise rentals and mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah. the personal people. Oh my the god! Amazon, I, yeah. I haven't even noticed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. that's the no, thing they've they developed their
2: own. They developed their own logistics because they don't. I mean, and and that's the thing is it, it's, Shared like economy. now it's yeah. like if I buy something on Amazon, like this is how how stupid it's gotten. It's like he <laughs> had yeah, text I, us about this. It's just, oh, yeah, if yeah, this I buy, if I buy something on Amazon and it's saying like, it takes like they tell me like oh it's gonna take like a day. I'm like okay like and then it's not there the next day i'm like well what the fuck like it was supposed to be here today <laughs> like dude like it wasn't that long ago where like you would put your mo- your your check or money order in yeah. an envelope and send it away and well, I remember ordering like cds six, six to eight, six <laughs> no, to yeah. eight weeks oh, and then it would show up and you would be like oh, all right fuck yeah now like they're like, oh, your 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 package is nine stops away, and I'm sitting there watching it, and then I like, go watch it, and then like, there's okay. been times where it's like it'll pass by my house. I'm you, like, what the fuck know is it what doing?
3: What's going
0: on? Yeah, you should throw it. At me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you you go meet him outside because you're like oh, already you expecting. Yeah, yeah. 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 You get to yeah. see yeah. the you progress. Get
2: now. Yeah, you get you
0: get impatient. Yeah, now they're promoting Amazon where you own your own business and you start delivering packages. Yeah, oh, they yeah. I heard they that do.
3: they're like doing like uh, they'll give you like a ten thousand dollars startup fund. Yeah. They'll give you $10,000 to start that business. Yeah, you know? it's like, And it makes sense for them because in the long term, you're going to be delivering way more packages than just that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about
2: how many, like, if we really think about it, for them to do next day delivery from FedEx, we'll say. A FedEx envelope, like, for me to get it from here um, to Arizona is maybe like, and I'm talking about an envelope. I'm not even really talking about a package. It's just an envelope probably like 30 40 bucks you know whereas like if you have somebody like if you take care of those big things it's that like you know they call they call the term the last mile is their biggest expense it's like getting it from their distribution because their distribution centers are everywhere Mm -hmm. now most of the stuff that i order on amazon i can get the same day if not the next day yeah whereas before it was like oh some stuff like maybe i'll get it two days but the rest i'll get it like some and, and it's, I, just, it's gotten crazier. It's the last crazier. thing
3: I ordered on Amazon said it was going to be about six to seven days. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's a long time. Next day. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. there. Yeah. I was like, oh. So you're telling me I didn't have, you know, because I didn't pay for the next day delivery, but it gave me the option. So I was like, you know what? I'm mean, just choose six to seven days every single time and have it come up the next day. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Pleasant surprise. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. But, it you is. know, like, how does that change the world? Think about that. 18 cents per mile. How does that change the world? That's Imagine huge. what the cell phones have done. Yeah. It's Imagine done a lot, done. dude. It's done so much. Zero. It's already zero marginal cost for you to upload this to Facebook and show it to hundreds of people. Well, yeah, not just that. I mean,
2: think about, like, phone conversations, right? Like, now we've gotten away from it, right? Everybody's texting. But even before, like... You know, when we were young, when I first got a cell phone, it was like, "Hey, do you call me after 9 that Yeah, like, yeah, oh. exactly. Free yeah. you
3: fuck up, you forgot.
2: And it's like now, like, dude, I look at my bill. I'm like, dude, I almost use like zero minutes because I've hardly ever talked to anybody that's on the phone.
3: Like, I mean, I have unlimited data on my phone. I find it ridiculous for anybody who doesn't. Well, that's know?
2: the thing. Is like, well, the data part is like that's kind of like the luxury. But then it's like they throw in like, oh, free unlimited minutes. I'm like. Sure. You, <laughs> why? i could I could pay for a, like I, you, if if you're you still gave counting me, those, Like if you, me, if you gave me, if you give me a hundred minutes and then charge right. me $50 a minute after that, like I would never pay that $50. Like you could <laughs> I probably use like a hundred minutes and maybe like six months.
0: Hmm. See, Anyways. but now they got smart because they're doing the data where they count it. so so on these good
3: that's why I'll never leave T-Mobile because I have been grandfathered in to their unlimited. And oh. so it's like a hundred dollars a month. It was what I po I you know, I have a Galaxy yeah. S nine and so well, I pay a hundred dollars a month for
2: unlimited everything for four lines. Wow. No wow. way. T Mobile.
0: Yeah. Four four lines, hundred dollars yep. each? Nope. Total. Shut the fuck up. That's fucking crazy.
3: Well yeah. how is that how is that possible? Well
0: they do
2: have a they had, they do have a uh like a military discount or whatever. For, so I, it is part of that program.
0: Mm,
2: uh, wow! For okay. for That's for amazing. former military, I'm about to just re-
3: join some. You know, hit up my friends who are in the military and be like, "Do you, Yo, okay, you, you have me, any family bro? members? Do <laughs> you have any family members?
2: Because my wife, my wife was with them for like fifteen or sixteen years, and we had to change that account. We were grandfathered into an unlimited plan before, where mm-hmm. it was like, I mean, before I changed it, I mean, I ended up saving like probably like forty bucks a month just from doing that. But it was like, you know, yeah, for four lines. I'm like, Dude, that's crazy. Yo, cool.
3: yo, did you guys hear about uh, Huawei
2: being banned? Well, in the that US? that was kind of a long time coming. Um, for sure. Yeah, and it and that's that's the thing is like, there. There's more. There's more technology than just the technology that's developed in China, but that China has involvement in. Um without getting too deep and
3: too. Uh, oh, are you into, getting like, into like what theory? if what if China decided to ban us from buying from China? Is that not, what you're saying?
2: Not necessarily. I uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of technology. Um there's a lot of components that get made there and there's a lot of software and there's a lot of stuff that maybe people don't have a hundred percent understanding on mm-hmm. where maybe Something can be snuck in on a certain component or a certain design or, you know, as a, as a kind of a backdoor. I'm not saying that that happens 100% of the time. Um, but I think that it's kind of comical um, that it happens with Huawei where it happens more often with, like, Facebook, Like uh, it's funny. Our 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 buddy sent us a picture of a certain beer that he didn't. He never typed it into his his phone or anything. He just sent us a picture of it, and then all of a sudden he gets like not even on Facebook. He sent us a picture through like a different, completely different like messaging app, and then all of a sudden he opens his Facebook and there's an ad for it there.
0: No way. That is. uh, So it's like you want to talk.
2: Yeah. It's like you want to talk about actual spying. Like that's already going on.
3: You know, I don't. I wouldn't call it spying. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about what you're doing. But they have algorithms. Of course. They have these freaking AI systems. Yeah, scanning all the content, all the things you're saying, and they don't need to listen to your microphones to know more about you than you know about yourself. Oh yeah. But you know what's crazy, man? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a detour here. It's like technology is taking over the world. You know. But I think what what humanity is really missing. It is, it is that connection to the soul, man. We are missing that. And well, it does
2: it get farther away from it with technology, right? Because yeah. it makes oh, it easier, yeah. too. Like, nope. online arguments and stuff like that. I agree,
3: easy. but I, I do believe in, in, in that there's a, uh, there's a revolution happening right now in consciousness. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that you guys are willing to have these conversations with me, the fact that you picked it up, you know, that means you're on the frequency. You're mm-hmm. picking it up, you know? Yeah. And in your own way, you're experiencing it. In your own way, you're experiencing it. In your own way, you're experiencing it. Like, that adoption... Whoever's listening to this and has gotten value out of anything we've said, they're also on that tip. So that means that the world is going through this. And if we can find the ability, you know, if we can do it on the collective scale, you Mm -hmm. know, this is why I feel like I only, I've been quiet on social media for over a year, ever since I quit my job, because I felt like, well, for one, I didn't know how to talk about the self actualization thing. I didn't really know what was happening when that happened to me originally. Mm -hmm. I remember wanting to talk to my friends about it and uh, my brother. Everybody just shut me out. Because It like, yeah, sounds I, like a
2: crazy concept. Like, yeah, I, mean, I
3: didn't know how to communicate it, though. You, yeah. know, what it was, you know what it was? I was forcing it. I, I realized that in my own shadow, right, I have a shadow tendency to force things. And now my gift within that shadow is to have strength to not feel like I have to force it upon people. And what I've found now in that deciding not to force it, that it comes out naturally in the conversations that I'm happening, mm-hmm. uh, that, that are happening, and people are more open to listening to it because I'm not forcing it on them. You're not forcing it. Yeah. It's more genuine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And but before I was so blind to it. And you know what revealed it to me? It was a dynamic I have with my brother, which is that, uh, for example, it literally happened about two months ago, where it really cemented. I was like, oh, this is the first time I notice it, and. We have this dynamic where, for example, I came to I came over to his house, and uh, we've known for some time that every time I come over, I talk about some things that I've learned about flow state, about business, about whatever it might be, and he feels like what I'm saying does not apply to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so he shuts me out, and it got to the point where he was on. You know, I literally came over to see him; he's on his phone on Reddit, just going through his own thing, and I'm just sitting there, kind of like. Well yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so um there's these things called gene keys that I've been contemplating there's it's like it's a whole thing like you have you get like this profile and it gives you like a compass It has a lot to do with astrology which is something I never used to believe in and up until this thing. And uh one of the gene keys I was looking through um just happened to be looking at them while he was on his phone and it shows my um EQ, which is emotional intelligence. And I already know that emotional intelligence has a lot to do with your ability to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And on that, on that key, it says that my shadow is force. And this is the first time I see it. I, the first time I look at the key, because had, I've had it for like two days. And uh, I was like, force? Force? the heck does that mean and and so I looked it up online and uh, it gave me a a little bit online it gives you a glimpse about the keys Mm -hmm. and it gave a small description it said the bane of trying and those words those four words the bane of trying they that is something I've experienced since I've grown up and what it means is all I feel like I'm just trying to communicate with my brother but the bane is how it's not resonating. like I feel like I'm just trying. I'm just trying to talk to you, man. Yeah. But he's not. He's seeing it from a completely different light. And I'm not seeing what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't until I saw that that it, re- that it revealed itself to me in the dynamic with my brother that my shadow tendency is that I force my thoughts, my conversations upon people. And it's mm-hmm. that same force that creates friction between my ability to communicate and connect with someone. And so it's funny. The very next day, I, I went to this meeting where it's called the Delta meeting at this company that, I, uh, that I'm working with. And there's, a, uh, there's about 15, 20 people that show up to this meeting. And they're growing every single, every single week. There are more and more people showing up. And I decided to show up. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to force anything. Dude, I connected like with ten with about ten people that day. It was weird. It was crazy to me because I realized, oh my God, this is literally something that has been in my way, and it is not until now, yeah, until I'm nice. 25, that I'm getting, I'm becoming aware about the thing that has been blocking me from connecting with kids. When I was when I was a child, when I was moving all that time, I had trouble connecting with kids. Yeah. I I was an outcast constantly, and I realized it's because I was forcing. <laughs> I was forcing it on people. Like, I was tr- I was, tr- I wanted so, mu- so badly to have friends that I forced it. Yeah. And, you know, of course, in high school that changed a little bit, but still it happened mostly. That's why I just, I was always the outcast. And now it's crazy to see that the shadow tendency is like, that for one, that I'm aware of it. That's like I think that's boring. a
2: bigger thing, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, as yeah. long
2: as you're aware of it, you know how to approach things maybe a little bit different. Yeah. And maybe yeah. you can catch yourself trying to do yeah. those sort of things.
3: yeah. And so you can see, like, and that's just one of the many things in my life that I know, uh, uh, you know, it's an affliction in a sense, something I'm not aware of, something I'm not even thinking about. And so many of us are kind of lost in that. I forgot why I started this whole conversation, this whole topic. But it's like... There's something with well. If I had to give a lesson about what I'm talking about, in your relationships with people, that is where your that can be your greatest spiritual practice, because it's within the dynamics that you have with your partner, your family members, your friends. Anytime you experience friction, something is popping up there that you are personally attributing to. You're not having a problem just because you're not having a you just because you're having a problem. You're having a problem because there's something that you are doing. You have your own part in it. You yeah. know? Don't worry about their part. Worry about your part. Well, because you, part you can't control. change that. Yeah, exactly. Right. 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 Dude, so many people don't know that. It's like, yeah. you don't, don't blame someone else. Nah. Blame you. Because blame, you're the only one that you can control. Yep. And it's you solely who has the power to change the dynamic. Mm. If you can see your own shadow tendency, then you'll know how to navigate somebody else's in interaction with somebody else. It's
0: probably, yeah. pretty much your self-awareness that's very...
3: well and i
2: i think in doing that it helps you it helps you recognize um different tendencies in other people Mm -hmm. because maybe you wouldn't have the same conversation with somebody in a certain way or even about the same topic as you would with maybe someone else because maybe they wouldn't be open to it yeah um you know topic wise or the way you approach something or the way you bounce an idea off of somebody uh, because there are those, there are those situations where it's like, you know, if you want to bring something up, you do know whatever, no matter the topic, right? Think of anything that you enjoy. You know, one person in your life that you don't talk to that person about that t- topic because mm-hmm. you know that they're like, or oh, those you're, friends
3: that you don't like, connect with other, friends, like, you know?
2: oh, you're crazy, yeah. or oh, you're, you know, oh, that's dumb, or whatever, right? They just they can't, they're not on that same level in terms of like. Your they don't they have no understanding. They're not on that
3: frequency. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. They're
3: not listening Mm. to that frequency, and that's where I mean. If
2: you're lucky enough to know enough people, I think that 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 there are that that is a strong possibility.
3: It's so funny because that same dynamic with my brother. When I had that realization in that moment, because I knew what it meant, and now that I've gone deep into the gene keys, I realize that it's not that easy to become aware of something. Like I just had the moment with my brother where it revealed itself to me, and I remember in that moment being like, "Oh my." God, like mind blown. And I'm bringing it up to my brother, dude, this just happened to me right now, right here, right, you know. And he's like, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here having a deep revelation about myself. But again, he's not open to exactly. it. Right? Well, just, yeah, uh, he's just not on the frequency, you yeah. know? It's like, and it's fine. Now I'm realizing that's the problem. I'm yeah. trying to force it on somebody. And it'll happen. I realize now that it'll happen naturally. If yeah. I'm just, because if I'm being myself and this mm-hmm. is the stuff, these are the subjects that, you know, when I'm not working, I'm studying myself. I'm studying like what it means to be, you know, because I've I've come to the realization that our life is determined by the quality of our consciousness, you know. Well, absolutely. Like, like everything is a reflection. It's a mirror image about what we're thinking about. And so, mm-hmm. with my brother, it's just like I need to accept that. Hey, he's not on that. And but it'll it'll if we're meant to have that conversation, it'll happen. It'll come up. Oh, and it will. And it has a couple times, small times. Uh, between he he and I since then, but it's just like hey, he's you know on what? his own timeline. Libations
1: help that, yeah, <laughs> they they do sometimes. I mean, I
2: mean it does for me naturally. Like I I don't typically have in moderation, a, a, of and that well, and and that's the thing is like that's kind of why I enjoy doing this is because this isn't something I typically would do. Like this kind of um, something. I mean. Uh, a lot of times, this kind of takes me out of my comfort zone because I'm I'm more I'm more a little bit more of an introvert at times, uh, and, and I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it, there's the, but this kind of forces me to do things a little bit different, mm-hmm. kind of engage you know people in conversation. And it is it's something that I enjoy because it's something that I feel is important, right? like I, I think that uh, I mean even just in meeting new people and seeing things from different perspectives it helps us learn. Yeah. Right?
0: Being open. Uh, and and yeah. that and that's why I wanted when when I first brought well, cuz we were talking about it earlier about the podcast and stuff like that. comfort zone. Yeah. Fucking exactly. Like, you know, myself like, you know, you guys are having this conversation right now. I'm you know, I'm not saying as much, but the thing about the way my brain works is like I absorb You know what I mean Yeah Like I just take different parts From whatever you're saying Whatever you're saying Whatever you're saying And that's how I work Like I know I always get like Hey dude you should be saying More on the podcast Blah 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 But you know sometimes If I don't know about the subject I'm not gonna chime in Cause I wanna learn about it you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you enjoy the listening part of it. Yeah. So that's why sometimes I don't, you
1: know that's the dynamic of a good conversation, is having someone, you know, that talk but also it's equally
2: important to listen to. Exactly. But see, like, I like chiming in. I like chiming no, in yeah, on yeah. certain things on certain yeah. things where I don't know. Where if maybe somebody's like having a conversation and it's a deep conversation and maybe it's somebody something that somebody that knows something on a different on, you know, on a subject, or right, right, whatever, to simplify right. it and like I will ask that question. Well, yeah. Because even if it, even when it comes to my job, like and stuff that I know that I should be doing, I have no problem. I'm like, okay, let's stop right here. Is this something that maybe I'm not understanding? Like, I had this conversation earlier with my boss's boss over an email. I was like, I just obviously I, I could have. I sat there, I read the email, and I had the thought. I'm like, what the fuck does he mean by this? And I was like, oh, he's right there. His door's always open. I'll go talk to him. Like, hey, like. You know, I just kind of felt that this was kind of like throwing me under the bus. He's like, no, no, it wasn't. It was just something I was like, OK, I just want to make sure that like it's something that if it was expected of me, either I, I don't know if it was communicated poorly or if it wasn't communicated or maybe I didn't understand it. Right. And I think that like that's the part of me that I, that I'm trying to grow is the is the fact that like, you know, there's times that maybe I don't understand. There's maybe times that like. Things have to be explained to me a little bit different mm-hmm. um, or over again. I don't know. Or maybe it's just like the reasoning's not clear. It's like, why are we doing this? As opposed to like, do this. I like to understand the, the why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, maybe Respond- that's not for me. Maybe that's not for me to understand.
3: They're responding versus reacting.
2: Yeah. And it's like, and, and as we were talking about it, I, I was like, oh, okay. Well, so if this is what we're trying to do, then this is a specific situation that I deal with all the time in where we can apply this thing that we're trying to do to achieve whatever it is you're trying to do. But again, I could have just read the email and kind of like been bothered by it and, and then just, even, let it, yeah, let it, just let it bug me for the rest yeah, of the day. Just let it fester. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I don't, uh, like the biggest point that I make and uh, is that I don't, uh, they don't they don't pay me enough anywhere that I've worked to take that stuff home
3: with me right do so many people don't you know right. they forget to think something like that because I remember right before the point where I asked myself, uh, you know, what would happen before I got fired, before they even announced the Mm layoffs, I was in the same position. I was stressed because they put so much responsibility on me to make that 45 I remember being more stressed than I had ever been in my life. I just, you know, so much carrying on my shoulders. And it wasn't until I said, like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to try my best. Doesn't even matter what happens. I used to obsess over like completing every single task the day of. And if I didn't, I would stress. And what happened after I changed that? You know, decided, you know what, I'm just going to do my best. Well, my best meant I had some things that left over for the next day. Dude, I released so much pain out of my own shoulders. Mm -hmm. That's a testament to the fact that our minds... Our minds just play these stupid games on us. Yes. Oh, they yeah, do. You know,
1: I think that comes with age too. I mean, the older you get, the less fucks you give. Yeah, you're like, you know what? They don't pay me enough. Like, like you said, like they don't they don't pay me enough to stress so much. Like or no, whatever.
2: Like, it's like, I mean, I have a life at home. I have yeah. a wife and daughter. Like, why would I take if I'm upset or, or something that home. happened at work? Sleep like, why those. am I going to take that home for them to deal with? That? So My God, that's so true. like that's it's one so of important, those dude. Thing, that's so one true. of those things that like, you know, uh, like. Uh, and people will have this conversation all the time, and, and to me, like I stopped that shit quick. and it's such a small, stupid thing, but it just—the day that I realized it, that I did it, and it just came out. Wow. You know, I she came or or I came home and she was like, "How was work?" I'm like, "It was work. Don't ask me about it. Like I don't bring it home. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's work. You, you know? know, like I I, wow. I uh, because if i get upset even if it's a great day like if it's a great day at work okay cool maybe i'll take that with me like yes i accomplished something you take that feeling with you mm-hmm. but if it's something that like maybe you feel and i i have these days often and, and it's not so so i come from a background where like i've done a lot of types of work i've had the types of jobs where at the end of the day i can point at something and say look i produced that like that stack of things that's there like i made those right but now in certain capacities like there's certain jobs where you can't do that you can't you can't like point at a spreadsheet and say look this is what I did you know it's it's not the same it doesn't have the same effect no, it doesn't translate. it's not as you know to certain people it's not as satisfying and, it's and, a different perspective right
3: listening to you I'd like to give you something you know like you're saying when you got home and you know your your spouse asks you about how you're doing you know work is work you know It's not about, life is not about what you do, but about how you do it. Yeah. Because you decide how you do it. Your quality, again, the quality of consciousness you have within it. When you drive home, you know, for you to decide that it's a beautiful day or that you had a great day, it is is literally a choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, we get so like confused within our, I'm sorry, the mic's messing up, kind of threw me off. We get so confused. Through all the emotions throughout our day, we allow them to dictate. Because usually, we I'm I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna be honest. I I react to plenty of things throughout my yeah day, of course you know but I think we all do and you know but we can get in the habit of responding to them, and so we can decide to say you know what. You know, honestly, babe, I had a beautiful day because, you know, all this crap happened at work, but that has nothing to do with me. If it's out of my control, it's out of my control. But what is within my control is my decision to say, you know what? I'm not going to stress about it. You know what? Your coworker, you you know, happy to see your coworkers smiling, just being, having that cheer, being grateful for what you have.
2: Well, and that's the thing is like, uh, is I decided not to take that home with me. Because it's like, it's not like I show up at work and I'm like, well, fuck, I have to be here. Like, I I don't necessarily have that attitude all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes it creeps up, whatever. I mean, it's, again, it's a, (laughs) a, it's a, it's a um, part of, you know, a routine, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's like when you break away from that and, and certain things happen and that's kind of why I enjoy what I do is, is it's not always the same. Like things are always changing things, certain situations come up, different fires pop up and you have to put them out in different ways and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so I do enjoy that portion of it, but it's just, I, yeah, it I don't like to let, I, I don't like to let like, it if doesn't I sound
3: to, like it consumes you. No, no, like not, at you. not at all. But you know, like I remember a few, uh, a few months ago, no, I'm, honestly, this is probably about a year ago, I had to do some work for a client, and it was very clerical. Like, so, like, it was, like, data. I had yeah. to, like, mess with data and input it into a spreadsheet. It was, like, annoying. I was, like, what the fuck? I, why the fuck do I have to do this? Literally. I was, like, so frustrated. Like, I felt it in my shoulders. Yeah. And then I stopped. And I was, like, wait, what if I, you know, decided to look at this a little differently? And I really thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I can decide to say, you know, because I really thought about it. I'm like, okay, if I learn how to do this, then that means it'll make it way easier for me to do this. Mm-hmm. You realize the reason I'm doing it. And that, that, sec, that second consequence to my action sounds way, more, way better of a reason to learn how to do this now. I'm not going to have to do this forever. I just need to know how it works, and then I'll be able to leverage the second consequence yeah. of it. It, it, or even and,
2: get good at it. It's it sounds, find 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 it, ways to cut exactly. time off of the thing. Oh that Sounds God. like exactly,
3: a- and so then it just it was that that moment of like deciding. You know what? Let me take a pause and say, this doesn't have to be uh, this like tedious, frustrating task. This is going to be something that. I want to learn because this will allow me to learn this second thing yeah. so it sounds yeah. like you
1: had a Karate Kid moment <laughs> Is that I've never watched a Karate Kid and, uh, so a yeah. Karate Kid Mr. Mi- so he wants to learn karate right but Mr. Miyagi teaches him how to you know uh, paint the fence right in this motion paint the fence sand right. the floor Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: wash the Ooh, car I, I got it Okay, now. wash the car and so, he couldn't
1: see So why he yeah he couldn't car. see the purpose of why it's like I want to learn karate but you're teaching me how to paint the fence he's like alright so he's like alright paint the fence do the paint the fence motion and so he did the paint the fence motion and he blocked he blocked a certain certain hit that or a certain move that Mr. Miyagi threw at him or a certain punch and so then that's like oh that's why I learned how to like Shh. you know wax the floor or wax the car or whatever so he does this motion he blocks a, he blocks
3: a punch it's like, like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. I love that. You know, because you know where that applies, second consequence? It applies to everything. You want to lose weight? Don't think about the pain that you're experiencing at the gym. Think about what you want to get out of this work. Yeah. Think about the body you want. Think about the, the feeling that mm-hmm. you want. Don't think about the pain. Don't yeah. Because that's going to stop you. The pain is the part that's hard to get through. That, that's the hurdle. And that's where we, that, again, it, that's the first consequence of doing an action. You know, the pain, ah. Uh. But the second consequence is, oh, I'm going to get a better body. Oh, I'm going to learn something.
2: Wow. And oh, not man. just that, and maybe the, the next time you make a better choice because you look at the how long you spent on the treadmill and you're like, damn, that only burned like, Thirty-five calories, yeah, and and, and a soda is like two hundred and twenty calories.
3: And, you and, know, <laughs> and l- let it serve as a reminder. It's like it's not about how how much you do. It's about just showing up and deciding to yeah. do it. You know, even if you fall off the gym, you know, the gym wagon for a week, a month, two months, get back on, and that is what matters. Because eventually, two months of a break from the gym will become one month, and one month will take two weeks, and two weeks will be one week, and one week will be three days. You you know, it's 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 about building the habit. Yeah. And building yeah. the habit is isn't easy, but don't don't nope. be so hard on yourself when you fail. You know, because failure is a part of the growth process. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's
2: just like the, the, yeah, that. Just reminds me of the last time when I tried to go back to the gym. I like I, I I went entirely too hard and completely like fucked myself <laughs> <It's> up. Everybody's
3: <laughs> mistake, man. Yeah, I I it's was like because
2: I remembered what I used to be able to do, and I was like, all right, well, I'll just like cut that in half, and then I'm like, yeah, like, I'm just fine. getting back to it. And just completely fucked myself up. Yeah, cutting it half is not, not, not going to cut it. you got to cut it like baby <laughs> steps. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh,
1: moderation. Getting yeah. familiar with form all over again. Yeah. If, you, if
3: you could just show up and just walk on the treadmill every day. Yeah. Instead of even, like, don't even push yourself. Just walk on the treadmill. That's more than doing nothing. And eventually you're going to get in the habit of showing up. And that is the, that's the golden that's golden goal. That's what you're trying to build, you, Yeah. You
2: know, yeah, for sure. Mm, you absolutely. can
3: transform yourself when you can think like that. You know, yeah. and it, it 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 does take practice. It takes practice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, the, even with that, there's going to be days where okay. you're gonna like, "Oh, okay, this is okay." And then there's going to be days where it's like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this again ever." <laughs> it's just, how, I guess how you manage it, right?
3: You know, it it all, it all comes down to what you want, you know. What do you yeah. want out of your own life? And you know, don't for one, don't sh- don't sell yourself short because you're you're capable of a lot more than you give yourself credit for.
1: Oh dude, we're capable of so much. Um, the other day I was listening to this uh, uh eulogy for this dude that passed away recently, uh, John Van Vanier. He built this, um, organization to help out like the homeless and stuff. But uh but he was in an interview, it was it was him, John Vanier, and it was they were interviewing him and Mother Teresa. And the interviewer was like, I feel so uncomfortable being around two holy people and he's like and John Vanier was like do you know why you feel uncomfortable? It's because um, being around us, you realize that you have so much more potential and you haven't tapped into it. F-
2: and that's why you feel
1: uncomfortable around us because we're actually reaching our potential and that's why you feel so uncomfortable. That's why people feel uncomfortable. Certain people that are successful or, or just are deemed weird, you know, it's like, you're weird. Well, yeah, I'm doing something different from what the norm is. Yeah. And I'm that's reaching my potential. Yeah. yeah,
2: I can't imagine like getting told that, and you're like just having that moment of like, "Fuck, yeah. you're right." Yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so
1: so so many of us we we fall short of what we actually were um, meant to be. You know, what we are now isn't
3: exactly what we are meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mentioned cutting. earlier that I did uh, I did I did ayahuasca. There was this. Something I read immediately after the medicine, like the next day, and it was like, if gods were to assume the form of being human, they would forget that they are gods. Imagine, if gods were to assume the shape of being human, they would forget that they are gods. You know, because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, God is within you. God is you. God is the the empty space in between you and I right Mm -hmm. now. If we are gods, and we assume the shape of being human, we're not gods anymore. We forget that we are gods. On the other side of this, yeah,
2: that
3: and that you know that's a very powerful, like, a very powerful thing to kind of acknowledge. And if you can accept it, because I know there's a lot of, you know, religion can can can. To me, religion is the interpretations are wrong. The religions themselves, the books themselves, the Bibles themselves they're all pointing towards the same thing. They're all pointing towards enlightenment. The only thing is that the interpretations are kind of misconstrued because it's not about God being external. God is here right now. He is the empty, you know, it is the empty space in between us. It is us. And it is in this present moment where you can kind of let your mind get quiet mm. and feel it, you know. maybe it does take practice, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, again, if God could assume the shape of being human you would forget that you were God
0: wow that's an interesting perspective really. it is very interesting yeah that's awesome
3: for sure you know it's um I'm so grateful for being able to have experienced the medicine because it, it, it really does shut down the neocortex and one thing that it, it it told me or that I really learned from it is that nothing happens by accident everything is everything happens on purpose whatever whatever you guys are going through outside of this current moment this podcast you know it, it is there to serve you in a certain way you know and mm-hmm. you might not realize it now but it's going to come up later where you recognize like oh yeah i remember that time where i felt so stressed and look at now what i've learned from it you know every time you experience that failure again it's, yeah. a, it's a moment for growth if you got fired Look at the blessing in disguise. Some people have decided to to do something different with their lives. It gave them the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to do something else that I actually love. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Right. But in the moment, it doesn't feel like that.
2: Yeah. No. But it's you a have terrible you feeling. have
3: to have faith because everything mm-hmm. does happen for a reason. Yeah. There's a purpose you know? for Like I remember on on Instagram, we we're talking
1: about happiness and how everyone wants to achieve happiness. And I I brought up like, you know what, even depression serves its purpose had Edgar Allan Poe not been depressed would we ever hear his words of you know his poetry or or Vincent van Gogh's um paintings or shoot even if you liked the Cure would you be able to you know listen yeah. to that music of like connecting to those re- really sad words you know like
0: yeah.
1: it, so or even anger I mean you, you got a Slayer shirt on you know it's like yeah. I mean would if Slayer was happy would they produce that kind of music like you know I mean, Angel maybe. of Death hey Johnny Depp uh no they wouldn't you know i mean uh, maybe so everything serves its purpose in this world yeah. um
3: you know and it's like so one thing that i mentioned to you when when you brought that up uh well in that conversation was the map of consciousness mm. and the map of consciousness you could imagine is like a it's a it's about the so i believe that everything is everything on in our reality is energy and frequency and vibration right And so you have different levels of frequency and vibration, all right? That's why somebody at a low frequency, like is in survival mode, isn't going to hear my message, isn't going to hear my voice because they're so busy trying to figure out their life, they're not going to pick up my frequency. And so on the map of consciousness, at the top, at the very top, you have enlightenment, right? Which is a 700 plus frequency. And at the very bottom, you have shame, which is like a 20 frequency. And so above that, you have shame, guilt anger fear pride and it isn't until you hit courage that you kind of move into these higher levels courage Mm. allows you to overcome a lot of those lower levels and enter reason love joy peace Mm. and when we're talking about like van gogh and this sort of thing i mentioned the painting right Mm -hmm. yeah painting for example an artist in the music that we're talking about slayer If you want to reach enlightenment, you can flow hack your way up there. You can flow hack your way up there. And there's five ways to flow hack. Well, supposedly six, now that philanthropy is something on my mind. Uh, But there's five true ways to flow hack, which is sacred sexuality, which is something I've not practiced yet, Uh, psychedelics, breath work, dance, and music. Right? And when you're flow hacking, this is when you shut down the neocortex in your mind And a painter is not thinking about what the next stroke on his painting is going to be. He just does. It flows out of him. He's not critically analyzing, okay, I need this to be perfect. I need it to come out like exactly. So he's not thinking about that next stroke. When somebody's creating music, they're in the music. And the music is practically creating itself. And they're just the facilitator of it. And it's in that flow right again this is at the top of the, the map of consciousness and enlightenment that the 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 beauty arises and you guys have all experienced flow in your own ways whether it be when you're at work and you just don't you have no idea how you freaking just did this specific task it just happened you know it's it can be when you're playing if you play sports people get in the moment they're moving you know like mm-hmm. that's the dancing one if you're moving mm-hmm. you know you get into the moment and you just The only thing that matters is the game and the play and the thing you're doing and, you know, the next movement, not anything else from life. When you can access the flow state, that is where beauty happens. For me, I have to sit down at my desk for 30 minutes and concentrate on my work. And eventually what happens is I don't even understand where the ideas are coming from. They're uh... They're just coming and I'm building the website. I'm putting together the advertisement. I'm building, you know, it's just coming to me. And that happens to the same thing as a painter, you know? Yeah. You know, and it, 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 it acts, if somebody is, is in their life situation experiencing depression, the flow hack is a way out of it, it's a way to forget about all those things because you're just painting, you're just doing, you know. But we can't forget it is a flow hack. You know, you're hacking your way up there. That does not mean that you live up there. No. It means you come back down to base level wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Once you're done
1: with that task.
3: Yeah. Once you, for example, for me, for flow state, if you break, if I if I break concentration for more than five, ten minutes, I'm out of flow, and so I need to start the process of thirty minutes of concentration over again, which is not easy to achieve, you know, mm-hmm. and especially when you work from home, and so <laughs> so distracting, yeah. yeah, so many distractions, and so it's like if you can learn to, you know, for one, breath work, this for me has been incredibly powerful. This is where the meditation comes into play. You can, six, for example, six deep meditations, intentional ones, will create a state change. If you can continue past that, you will literally feel a tingly sensation that you probably feel when you're hyperventilating. But you feel that, and that is your cells literally freaking, like taking access to the light around you. Um, and this, doing the breath work, accessing that can get you there within five minutes, right? And if you decide to do the specific action for me, it's building websites. Again, I do the breath work, sit down at my desk, or I might even dance to music. Dude, Wim Hof, I saw you bringing that up. Wim Hof—that's exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, doing the Wim Hof method, which is deep breath. Have you heard that's of that, there? <sighs> oh, you do that forty insane. to sixty times consistently. You're gonna feel. You're gonna feel the the oxygen in your body, and you do raise yourself up to this higher frequency. And at that point, you can access – so it's literally – supposedly what it's called is uh, accessing infinite intelligence because at that point, you're so present. Again, you're shutting down your neocortex. You're, shut, you're so present in your body that you're accessing intelligence that you're, that's just dormant in your mind because you're – I think the most powerful line I ever learned about this is get out of your mind and into your body. When's the last time you thought about the clo- the feeling of the clothes on your back? the feeling of your shoes on your feet, Yeah. the yeah. feeling of the bend in your legs. When you can put yourself in that present moment, that means that you're embodying your body. You're putting your consciousness in your body. And when you put your consciousness in your body, it's not anywhere else. It's not in the future or the past. It's right now. Yeah. And that presence, that level of presence in your body allows you to do some beautiful things. So next time you're doing your creative work or you're doing your hobby or you're with your family, Try to think about just putting yourself in your body. And you're going to put yourself deeply into that moment. And that moment of ca- you know, capturing yourself there is going to create, you're going to notice things, details, things you've never seen before. Yeah. You know? But you have to just decide to be conscious of it. You have to yeah. put that awareness there. And so I know that it was a lot, but I, you know, I hope you guys uh, got something from that. Oh, you absolutely, know? dude. Yeah. enjoying right.
1: this. Um, yeah I yeah. think we're, we're in, that's a good Probably a good spot To close
3: it out at yeah. I mean
2: I mean we've
1: been
3: How long has it been yeah. A couple yeah, hours A couple hours Two hours couple?
2: Two hours Yeah literally two hours See yeah.
3: that's flow state right there You know this whole time I've been in, in the present moment You know <laughs> Yeah
2: and that's the thing is like And that's the That's a really cool thing About doing this Is like A lot of the times You think like Man like two hours Like but no, You it it can spend by. Yeah you it, Depending on what you're doing Right It's yeah. time I just,
3: You know in flow state It's timeless Yeah you don't I think about time. Yeah, you're sure. there. Yeah, you're in the moment. Yeah. yeah, You definitely. This see is it. so crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not. I thought we were like an hour in. No, no, um, no, two hours. No,
0: two hours. Yeah, but no. You know what's amazing is just fucking. You opened. A door, you know what I mean? Like creaked the door a little bit, just something different to think about. You know what I mean? I never had that because I've seen your Instagrams before. Like I was telling you earlier, I seen them. And I heard them, and I'm like, oh. I was like, well. This dude has something like you know me, but thanks for coming, bro. It was, it was cool. You know,
3: thank you for having me. You know, and again, as I mentioned, nothing happens by accident. You know, him picking up this message, this message, the what I just spoke. It's not even me. It's just like it's the culmination of the things I've happened to study from other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm grateful mm-hmm. that I've been able to learn it from other individuals, and I'm able to pass the message on yeah. to you guys. But it's meant for whoever picked up the message. Yeah.
2: yeah, and then you mentioned different things and different names come to mind like Wim Hof or you know, yeah. my wife listens yes. to Abraham Hicks and you're talking about you know different vibrations and stuff like that. And it's like just little bits and pieces of stuff mm-hmm. that like you hear along the way. And it's like, well, some stuff, it's different. Again, it's different perspectives. We're
1: all, all right. brought to mind what you just said about um, reading certain things. So a lot of people are search- searching answers. It's like all the books on the answers you're searching for are written there's not enough readers so yeah
3: that's very true man Mm -hmm. i mentioned it in my video the other day right before i did it's like you know for one change judgment but at the very end i was like change the way you think about books most people you know i remember i didn't used to read i didn't used to read at all i would never pick up a book in my life Mm -hmm. [3] you know i was like i never saw myself as that guy But it wasn't until I started seeing the value within each book. I was like, oh, damn. There's something to get from here.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. Um, Yes. Thank you for
0: joining us. Let us know. Thank you.
1: Once again, man. man. Hope to have you back soon. (laughs) Yeah,
3: for sure. And we'll see you guys. Later. Later, guys.
1: over there we can cut it